Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> hey, fuckers. Welcome to Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Please follow us on social media uh, to get all the updates on touring, on secret videos, mm. on other stuff it's important uh i'm at philanthropy gal and i'm at christina hutch and also if you could please stop by itunes and rate and leave a review um we have a lot of great reviews but for the amount of listeners that we have we can have more and we appreciate it so much this podcast has been free for five years we appreciate you listening and staying on board and the nicest thing you could do in return is just leave us a five-star review and a little sentence on why you like the podcast uh we would really appreciate it yeah that keeps us up on the charts and allows more people to discover us and it makes our audience grow and grow uh the news item today i wanted to talk about the r kelly documentary on lifetime it's called surviving r kelly it's um I I know for speaking to some comedians about this some female comedians uh that it can be a very triggering thing to watch um because they go I was really happy with the scope with which they portrayed R Kelly they covered his abuse that he suffered as a child um sexual abuse and his siblings they interviewed his siblings they interviewed his ex-wives they interviewed a lot of his victims and they interviewed the parents of of women who are still in his house and it really forms an interesting picture about a a lot of things there's a lot of messages in this documentary um one is the cycle of abuse and how somebody can come out of the cycle but then become the abuser um and the other thing is uh no one gives a shit when things happen to black women that was a that was something that i i mean we all kind of know this already if you are a woman of color you fucking uh, are know about it so well but um it was really interesting to see towards the last couple episodes it was just mon- a montage of interviews with these women women of color who were abused and mistreated and their parents would send because when a kid's 18 you legally can't do anything about what they do you have no control over it so one of the things that the parents decided to do was they would call the police and have wellness checks so the police would show up to R. Kelly's house mm-hmm. enter the home and make sure that they spoke to the child the, the child well they weren't children anymore technically even though some of them were when they entered the house um um, and they are all like, yeah, they're fine. Your daughter's fine. We can't really do anything about it. Now, do they call ahead for a wellness check? Because a lot of those government ones, like they call ahead, and then you're like, well, what's the point? Because you can right. get things in order. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know the answer to that question. Um, I My guess would be no, but that is merely a guess. Um, and then the trial of the sex tape. One of the things that I was like, holy fuck. They, they talked to all the people, not every single person, but journalists, victims uh, of R. Kelly's uh, family members, people who worked in his circle who saw the sex tape, Mm. they couldn't even talk about this tape. It Mm. was so appalling to them. And just based off of those reactions, I'm like, holy shit. And what happened with this trial, because I knew he was acquitted, was that they delayed the trial. um, R. Kelly's legal team delayed the trial by, I believe, five years so that when they finally did go on trial, the girl is older, she looks old, the sympathy level to a jury might be down. I'm, that's what I'm thinking the, the lawyer's strategy was here. Yeah. And then by the time they did go to trial, uh, the girl in, who was featured in this video denied it because I, I have who knows why. And her mm-hmm. parents also denied it. There could have been a payoff there. Right, there was yeah. a lot of alluded things. But also she just 
probably didn't want to relive all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was acquitted, and it was just it was it's insane how far we've let this go. But it was it's I'm so glad that this documentary was made to highlight all the issues that I talked about. But just like let's make this part of the conversation and 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 the, that this happened acknowledging that this fucking happens and not shaming the his victims for staying with him because it really dove into the psychology the the, the director had a couple therapists psychologists um being interviewed uh, as part of the roster of people and they really gave an interesting look at how somebody could feel like they couldn't go because a lot of times these victims decided to go on their own accord mm-hmm. and um, one of the things that uh, the psychologist said is it takes an average of seven tries for a woman to sex uh, successfully leave an abusive relationship yeah. um, well, I mean just think how long it takes to leave a regular relationship that is like maybe like just unhealthy or like borderline oh, toxic yeah and then to add to it the fact that the person who is doing the abusing is a lot older than you, is a lot richer than Powerful. you, is a lot much more famous than you. Has I'm sure has a posse of people who are all kind of at their at his beck and call. Yeah, like there's so many other things going on there, and especially if you don't have a support system to work with. Absolutely, uh, it's very difficult and scary. Yeah, um, and there is a, an email we got from a listener because we had a discussion. We had a news item last week that obviously was not the R. Kelly documentary because Corinne had you know read these articles and done a shitload of research when talking. About it. And also, my fucking TV was broken, so I couldn't watch. I w- watched it. I'm not going to talk about it if I'm not. Right, watch you want to be like, well versed in it. Um, mm-hmm. And this this listener uh, was just she was disappointed that we had that conversation. We didn't even include the mention of the R. Kelly documentary. I was in the midst of watching, finishing it up while we recorded that. But um, I just wanted to. She's a woman of color who wrote us, and I want to just use her words. Uh, when black women and women of color are victimized, white feminists are not at the forefront of the issue and often disappear, causing these women to feel excluded from the quote feminist movement and ultimately resentful against white women who say they are fighting the fight for everyone but clearly are not to truly feel united as feminists women of color need to begin to feel as though their struggles are as important as white women's and until then the divide within the movement will exist the two of you are allies to women of color but it's important to remember the little things such as mentioning our stories and being interested in them uh is important and will work to reestablish the humanity we women of color often feel as has been taken away from us um so so yeah i just wanted to talk about that and if you haven't watched the documentary if you suffered abuse um it could be psychologically very triggering very i feel like i was triggered and i have not suffered that type of abuse um but it's a really dark bleak complete look at how this happened and how this grew and and they interview people who are his former staff members who are like blurred out you can't see their face and they have a voice to disguise and these are people who knew that the girls weren't being fed um they were having food withheld from them they had Mm -hmm. to pee and poop in buckets just completely dehumanized and um yeah. So, I mean, that's beyond sexual abuse. That's oh, just, yeah. It's physical abuse. I mean, that's like kidnapping. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, Holding yeah. people. Because, I mean, there, and, 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 I, and I do agree. There are definitely, especially um, as far as the media is concerned, you know, uh, with women of color or people of color in general, just getting a lot less coverage. Yeah. So, in the instance with, like, Sintoya Brown, if you guys are up to date with that, there was a couple of celebrities who talked about it. Rihanna talked about it. Kim Kardashian, bless her soul, um, has mentioned it. And... 
uh, she was granted clemency uh, yeah. in the in this past week, which was great news. But yeah, that's like that's an instance of something that wasn't being covered. I actually think the R. Kelly documentary, like obviously yeah. this was going on for a long time and it was overlooked, as was a lot of and sexual it was the assault. Butt of jokes, yeah, yeah, as was a ton of sexual assault, including Bill Cosby, um, in the entertainment business. Um, to me, that speaks more actually to the entertainment business uh, because it's people keeping secrets, it's power, it's corruption, it's Illuminati. I was pleasantly surprised by how much um, chat I saw on Twitter about the R. Kelly documentary. Yeah. Almost everybody I know watched it or had at least heard about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the woman, is the, it's a female filmmaker yep. as well. Yeah. Um, I started following her on Twitter. job. Yeah, I started following on her on Twitter, and I love her because I was kind of like, oh, it would be great to get her on the podcast. And just from what she's tweeting, she's like, kind of like, I don't want to be, I don't really want to, yeah, I just wanted to make this because this was so important to me to get this out there. Yeah. Um, and I love, and I love that it was a woman tell, telling the story too, because I think that's also important. Uh, director is another classically male uh, role. So to get a female telling the story, uh, there's, yeah. just a, there's just a, like a, like some nuance that's going to be there that would I think would be missing. She put a lot of tender love and care into how the story was portrayed and how the uh, yeah just how the story was told and um, and she did it because she just this was something that she just felt a passion and that's I mean that's what d- good documentary filmmaking is it shouldn't yeah. be like this is a showcase because I know this is a hot topic and I want to get this out there it's like this is something that she's like I, you know been this has been bothering me for the longest time and I and I finally have the power to be able to speak about this on a large scale level yeah yeah and and I always I've always had this theory just because Corinne and I've been getting emails from people who have been sexually abused um, you know a lot of I was molested as a child by a family member so many of those emails and we've also gotten emails as we've talked about before from the people doing the molesting or doing the raping from from these people and uh and I, I have this theory of it, not, and it's certainly not an excuse. It's just a form of uh, trying to understand and grapple with how these things can even fucking happen. Um, that these people were abused, neglected, whatever the fuck, as children. And so you really, I'm so glad that the conversation, so many people have watched this documentary and it's getting a lot of press because now you can see this unfolding. Like I kind of figured it was unfolding just in general, just this is how the cycle happens. This is, and, and one thing that's great that that's that's key in breaking the cycle is talking about it and then you know the other thing with talking about it is people need to listen people need to cover it people need to you know and the this the news the sex tape came out and then that year r kelly performed at the olympics it's like what the fuck no one gave a fuck and he was so open the songs like when a leader released the album ages ages nothing but a number like mm, oh yeah. my god yeah, yeah yeah and no one and he was so open with it he was he 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 came out and he uh, and then the songs he wrote after the accusation started piling up about about like he kind of he admitted to doing all the stuff but he's like i don't think it's wrong kind of is yeah, the I message mean, before the documentary crazy. came out I, I have in my act i talk about him peeing on 16 year old yeah. 16 year olds and go uh because I, I i'm comparing it to uh people being uh have their panties in a bunch about where trans people are peeing i'm like hey remember when r oh, kelly right. was peeing on 16 year olds no one cared about that that's literally a joke in my set that yeah. has been there um f- long before the r kelly documentary yeah because it's just like you you know just no one I mean it's very pick it's very picking and, ch- and choosing of course um and it almost became like part of R. Kelly's like persona I want to say and he made it part of it he like, like that's owned R. Kelly. it in a gross he, disgusting he way he fucked 16 year olds and like uh-huh. it, it was just kind of like 
there yeah and and when you can humanize these women um the interviews were so heartbreaking oh my god the pain in their face um and just interview after interview after interview it's just like oh my god how did we not take this seriously yeah um and there's obviously many reasons why so it's you know the one thing you can do to help break the cycle is is talk about it and you know um and lift these stories up and give them a voice so another, to this documentary filmmaker for yeah, doing that another article that I was reading um, pointed out one of the reasons that women of colors uh, especially sexual assault stories aren't heard uh, is because of how they look and I don't mean skin color I mean a lot of times um, women of color tend to develop a little bit faster so they have a curvier body bigger boobs bigger butt and just the, the just the general shape of like you know we think of like young white girls as just like kind of skinny no shape like tomboy yeah, yeah. and so uh, unfortunately that's another reason because people or a jury or you know even people in your neighborhood that you try to tell will look at them and yeah. they will look older than they are and so it won't register into people's heads like this is a you know 12 year old or this is a 13 year right, old right right and it's it's very hard to be trapped in what appears to be a woman's body when you are still a young a little girl naive innocent little girl yeah yeah so if you haven't watched it watch it but also know that it, you know there's a lot of instances where you could be very triggered so just keep that in mind and um yeah come see, see us oh, live. I, I was like i didn't know <laughs> uh, so i don't know how to tr transition into that but you know you got to do it world of podcasting come see us live <laughs> guys we are going to be in winnipeg in canada at rumors that's thursday january 24th through saturday january 26th for five shows then we're headed to raleigh north carolina at good nights that's thursday february 7th through saturday february 9th again five shows and then rounding out the month in portland oregon on thursday February 14th. Yes, that is Valentine's Day. No, we're not busy. Uh, it's the Listen Up <laughs> Podcast Festival. Uh, where we are, I think we are the headliner, in yes. fact. Yes, we yes. are. We're the, the headliner of Ew. the Listen Up Podcast Festival. That's going to be a live recording of Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut shaming podcast. Also, heads up, if there's anyone in Portland who you think would be specifically interesting for us to interview, send us a tweet. Um, email us something An email yeah. would be good But like just keep it short Because sometimes there's I open them and I go This is too too long Honestly to yeah. read If you're going to email us Put in the subject Portland podcast yeah, taping Or something so we can Put the person And put uh, you know why, why they're interesting Or a link to their Wikipedia Something like that Or we can just fucking Put Google If you just caps their name And put yeah. Portland uh, We're just interested to see Who you Because I was actually Looking up people Celebrities from Portland Tanya Harding is from Portland But I don't think She lives there anymore But if oh. anyone knows Tanya Harding And that she will be in Portland Yeah God damn, that would be a great interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, hit us up, buy tickets. You can buy tickets to the entire festival or just to our show. We'd love to see you there. We can spend Valentine's Day together. Please don't get too wasted, whether it, no matter how sad you are. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah, go don't to, get wasted when you're sad. <laughs> and you can go to sorryaboutlastnightcomedy.com slash tours for all our other uh, touring dates and information. Yes, and if you're in New York City on Saturday, February 23rd, it is my birthday edition of Glamour Puss at 7.30 p.m. hosted by myself and comedian Wendy Starling, as always, at the beautiful jazz venue Zinc Club, 82 West 3rd Street. $15 tickets online, 20 at the door. The show always sells out, so get them now. 
And as always, you can listen to Two Less Lonely Girls, and it's an unironic podcast about Justin Bieber and also Hollywood conspiracies. We dived into the uh, R. Kelly thing a little bit because, uh, yeah, just like the the deep, I like to dig into the the deep evil that is Hollywood, even though I am a part of, not Hollywood, but a part of the entertainment business. It's Mm -hmm. my favorite thing, keeps me sane. Uh, You can listen on Spotify, iTunes, and also there's a YouTube channel now, Two Less Lonely Girls, me and Rosebud Baker. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big, some of them are small. A lot of them are very big, Uh, but we keep them bottled up and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters and you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily... I found Quince, and now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids – their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather handwoven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. So I have an update on the sex club stuff. Um, I mentioned last week everything that happened uh, and that the owner, I received an email after the day after we, uh, my friend and I attended the play party and one of, there was a link in the email that said report a creeper. And so I, mm. I reported that creeper and I like the language that the guy used. The guy's name is Daniel who owns it. I really like the language. It's very modern language and it's not, I feel like when we talked about like, I mean, no offense, but like when we, Kenneth play, when we had him on and I, and I remember asking him at that live recording, like, what do you do when you get a creeper? And he was like, well, we try not to use that language. Cause maybe he didn't do I'm like, okay. But this guy was just like, hey, was someone creeping? Let me know about it. I'll look into it. I care. I give a shit. Like, just talking about it like it's, we I don't know. know. We all know a fucking creeper yeah, when we see one. Absolutely. So um, I actually had the conversation with him today, um, which I was glad because I was hoping I would get to talk to him before 
recording because if it was rectified, I do want to promote the shit out of this establishment. So what happened was he he was like, hey, you know, he calls me and he's like, just explain to me what happened. And, you know, it was everything that I wrote to him, but I reiterated it. And um, this woman who is the professional dominatrix actually teaches classes there and stuff. So um, and he suggested this first. And in the back of my mind, this is what I was hoping was going to be the case. So this woman's membership is revoked and she's not going to be working with that club for three months. And then they're going to review again, mm-hmm. um, which that's great. Just get, I, I think a timeout is in order to really think about what you did. Because she was, was she, was she working there? No, because she was getting tied up. Oh, okay. Uh, when, when I was you, getting tied up. So I, but when, I also didn't, at the time, I didn't know that that was her. Like, I knew she was looking at me weird, but I was like, eh, whatever. Right, um, right, right. But, uh, and then um, I told him I wanted to come back. Um, but so if I purchase tickets to an event, um, they'll, they have an alert on my membership now so that, because Steven, I, I, I guess I assumed he was, is also a member. Um, he can't go. If I'm there, <laughs> which is uh, that's all I want. I'm not trying to get his membership revoked, um, but but what if, uh, so? But what if he uh, attends the like is signed up for the party first or something? You have to sign up first. You have to sign up before you go. So you I'm saying, what if he signed up and then you try to sign up after? I guess I couldn't go. I don't. I don't okay. want to go. Right. I don't right, want right, to right. go. Um, and I also uh, don't want that complication of he has to now not go when he reserved to go because I don't want to invite him to speak to me to be mm-hmm, honest mm-hmm. um and i'd rather just not go that's fine with me i'm okay with that i don't care um but the the establishment it's called nsfw google it a lot of people messaged me uh emailed us uh, wanting to know the name of it and i was not going to give it away until i had a, a good conversation that i felt comfortable with i know an an anonymity oh yeah third tries to turn anonymity right well it's it, it, it's not am it's a anonymity Anonymous. It would be a anonymous. Being also, anonymous is important to me, but it's not important to a lot of people because they don't anonymity. Anonymity. There we go. Eighth <laughs> times a charm, Christina. Anonymity yeah. uh, is important to me, but uh, you know, some people if they're if you don't live your life in the public eye, who gives a shit? But um, but yeah. So that was good. NSFW. The the owner Daniel. It was amazing. This sex club is. Is this in Manhattan? Yep. Okay. Yep. It is. Uh, and you have there's a vetting process. You have to apply. You yeah. have to send in stuff. You have Always to. Always is. Yeah, and there should be. Yeah. There should be. And when I got there, I was like, "Yo, you vetted well, motherfucker. This is good." Yeah. This some places a- need to be vetted a little better. Absolutely. Yes, I agree. Um, <laughs> and they never will. But you know, that's why you don't go to those anymore. But NSFW, I highly suggest it. Um, yeah, it's a great place. And um, I got tested last week. I was going to talk about this, but uh, last week. But I'm glad uh, that I can talk about it now because I don't have anything. Even if I did, it was just it's a simple antibiotic or whatever the fuck or medicine doesn't matter. If you have an FCI, you're not a tarnished person. But um, yeah, um, it felt good to get tested. Um, the last time I got tested was a couple months ago or like a month ago. I don't know. I forget when. I have no concept of time anymore. But um, I went to uh, one of the New York City clinics. I went to the Chelsea H- Clinic for Sexual Health, and it was a really good experience. Uh, and if you were living in New York City and you don't have, I do not have health insurance. Um, and this visit was totally free. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be making a, a, a sizable donation to this to this place because they deserve it. They worked hard, and if I have the money, I believe is your moral obligation as a citizen if you can donate to these places that you're benefiting from. Fucking do it. Um, but I had a really good experience everyone explained everything that was how i got blood work done um so i right away i found out i didn't have gonorrhea or aids and i was like or hiv and i was like sick and then i opted for the gynecological exam versus the p test um and you know have you ever had a hot gyne- male gynecologist no i don't go to male gynecologist i don't either last time the only time i ever did i had a panic attack because yeah. i just cannot understand the concept of 
a male putting his fingers in a woman's vaginas for a living and not getting a little bit something for himself out of it. Well, I mean, to me, that that would make me like women less. I mean, because you got to understand, like most of the people True. who are going to not, not attract, they just do it because they want to deliver babies. I asked right. my mom once. Well, I had it. Oh, okay. She was, and I was like, why? Because I said the same thing. I was like, why would a guy want to be a gynecologist? And she's, she's like, well, you're a gynecologist, but he's like, you're really there to be to, to deliver babies. Okay, that's, that makes sense. That's, 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 that's cool, magical. That is magical. Yeah. Um, good for him. But it was weird because I just I. I I was texted by one of my sexual partners um, that he thinks he had something. So I went down. I had. I was in the middle. I was about to get ready for this documentary shoot. Um, and so I brought my makeup bag with me. So I'm like dripping wet hair, doing my makeup in the lobby of the sexual health clinic, like praying I'm going to get back to my apartment in time for the shoot to start. So that by the time I got to the gyne- gynecological... Gyne- by the time I got on the table and I was in the stirrups, mm-hmm. I like had made myself up mm-hmm. and I just felt like, <laughs> hey, felt, yeah, it felt odd, but I was like, man, he is very attractive. And it was two days after the sex club evening. So, uh, so I was just, just horny. And then, and, and then he put his fingers in me. I was like, I, is this wrong to be around? I mean, it's not wrong. Cause I didn't say anything. I wasn't appropriate to him, but man, oh man. Wasn't the worst exam I've ever had. It is always weird because, like, sometimes during the exam, you're thinking so much that, like, like you because you start creating fluid because someone's touching that area. Yeah. Anyway, I've never been more relaxed during a GYN exam. Oh, really? Ever in my life because I was aroused. Oh, relaxed. Interesting. I was just like, put them up there, do whatever you have to do, and then he, you know, when you put the two fingers in and you're feeling on the abdomen. Yeah. I'm like, ooh. Little to the left. Oh, I hate that part. It makes me so nauseous. Oh um, yeah, because you don't like it. But yeah, no, it's and then it's weird. And then I'm like thinking because I'm like my OBGYN is also hot. I mean, she's a lady, but like you know, if I was gonna go for a lady, I could see her being under consideration. Mm. And she's just so smart, and she like so, does so much philanthropy around town. Wow, good really like her. that lady. Um, but she's chill as fuck. Uh, yeah. How are you doing? So it was interesting. I was like, a lot of this stuff is things that happen last week and we just had such a long intro that we didn't get to do everything and then sometimes I let things sit and I'm like mm, did I re- do I really want to talk about this to everyone usually the answer is no but you know if I kept living my life like that I would never have any content for the podcast uh <laughs> so we'll see what can what can I share that uh won't feel vulnerable um you don't like feeling vulnerable oh well, no I no that. no because my trust has been broken oh yeah um I was fine with it for you know five years uh so this has been interesting I, I I feel like older recently not in a bad way totally fine like in a, in a good way um, but especially because when you go into comedy clubs you know these younger classes of comedians come in and you forget that sometimes people that you're hanging out with or performing with on the reg are like a decade younger than you oh. so there's was this younger guy who's like definitely being like very flirty with me and I and I'm like thinking in my head like it's you know how like it's very cute yeah but I didn't like I thought he was like maybe like later 20s and I had no idea and I started like looking at his Instagram because I'm I this is like me being so male uh so I was just like <laughs> school going through his Instagram like oh this guy's pretty hot mm. and he's like very smart and very hot and like but also like has his shit together can take a little bit of roasting and like I already know like if I like it I can get it if I want to but like for me yeah. I'm like eh, how young do I want to go and so I I masturbated to this guy and then I saw that he was born in 1995 and now I feel like I need a documentary about me how old is that he's he's 23 wow so I'm like a full decade 
And I mean, I mean, he's five years younger than my brother, and my son, to me in my head, someone my brother's age is too young. Yeah, that's well, crazy. But I think though, he's our so I- tall, though. our idea of too young, like I never even hooked up with anybody my own goddamn age before. But I, um, as I get older, I find that I don't mind the youth. In, in that, I mean, God, I would I tell myself like anybody younger than twenty eight, fuck no. But I've I've found myself being attracted to men who are younger, like twenty. 22 23 and well, the I'm, reason doesn't is, make me feel creepy i like it well the reason is i mean t- i think there's like a, a, a dynamic change so like basically when you get into your 30s um and your and your male counterparts get into their 30s they start feeling their age as well and so the what how they react to that is by going out and dating like 19 year olds if they're not mm. already married or whatever yeah like, that's what dudes do and then but younger guys are kind of if they're a little bit more emotionally intelligent are kind of not into like a 23 year old girl just because in that space you're still finding yourself for the most part yeah and so they'll really respect an older woman and like look up to an older woman i most guys i know are very who are in their early to mid 20s are very into older women yeah like up until like i would say like until 50 like i know lots of people in their 20s who have slept with like a 50 year like 50 year old woman actually. yeah especially in new york because there's so many there's a lot of 50 year old babes here women who are just kind of still ha- have their shit together either a divorce never been married because they were you know doing business yeah. so it's very that's very interesting um mm. what else did i do um i had Probably the week ago, I had like the most intense sex of my life. Whoa. Uh, like it was completely unhealthy, but like it was like to a cinematic level. Like I honestly wish there was a camera crew there because I will never be able to recreate how like masterful it was. Um, how so? How? Just, I mean, just uh, kind of launched by a lot of emotions mm. um, and like bordering on violence but not in a place that we still and it's a person i trust and i have had lots of sex with so i feel totally comfortable with them mm-hmm. um but uh yeah to the point where like i was like standing with my like I, he like fucking me over a table and i actually have like cuts all up and down my arms still and this was like two weeks ago oh wow yeah like they were really bad because i was at the gym and i was like what the fuck is this from and this is not from a plank and then i was like oh no it's from, from being fucked on a table getting fucked on your table which has a weird surface um oh yeah it does like sandpaper yeah it's it's like a copper like going into my arm uh and then so like he came in me when i was from that position and then of course you know i don't let people leave until i come um because that's the rules of my house Mm -hmm. and i turned around and had my back up against him and then he's like fingering me while pressing me against his his uh, chest oh uh, and i was like falling down i mean it, a lot of it was like nothing that we did was so crazy but it was truly like i mean charged in a way the most in, and and i was like i don't think i can honestly have sex with this person again really yeah i don't w- think so why um just for i mean number one it's not, never gonna get better than that uh and like not a, not a chance and i've had some extraordinary sex in my life and i i just with that particular person i don't think there's anywhere to go from there but but can't you just enjoy that level every once in a while because 
you don't want that no it's not healthy to do that again what do what in your mind was unhealthy it was just because i know it was triggered by emotionally i don't want to talk about that but like i mean nothing like coming from a place you didn't deem healthy nothing for illegal or whatever anything and there's a real uh there's a real uh disparity between how we feel like his his feelings for me are way more intense than my feelings for him okay and at a certain point there is a fuck that happens that you go okay that was amazing but if i am being a responsible person in this relationship i can't let this happen anymore because obviously this person is not in touch enough with what's happening to realize it's unhealthy for him so i have to make the executive decision Mm -hmm. because i think a lot of times with the me too movement uh you know a lot of times it's like okay who is the more you know who's the older party but a lot of it is also like are you mentally stable Mm -hmm. are you are you in a safe space in your head are you are you okay is a lot of this are you in good shape yeah to be a good partner and so and i so i think that when you go into adulthood and it doesn't have to always be the man it doesn't always have to be the woman obviously if you're in a same-sex relationship that's completely different but like i think it is my responsibility to say all right this is i got i'm gonna stop this now yeah because this is this this is too much for you and i'm and you can't see that right now but i can and see you don't that. want that on your you don't want that weight either you don't want to be carrying the responsibility of, of of feeding into somebody being unhealthy even if they don't see it yeah i mean it's not even the way it's just a, it's just like that's it and for, for me when someone's like has a really strong feelings towards me that i do not I am not reciprocating and I do not feel it, it pushes me away more than anything. Yeah. Because there's a, there's a point like one, one party can like the other party a little bit more. That's okay. Yeah. And usually one does. And sometimes it flips within the relationship, but when it is, but when it is so intense, uneven uh, from what one, one side and then one side's like literally like trying to like walk away. And uh. fight, Cause I, I am not, I, uh, I can, uh, I like the thrill of a, of an, an unhealthy jaunt, yeah, but I, I uh, I, that is certainly not where I like to stay. And as soon as things get unhealthy, I really try to make my exit um, in relationships. What was the in mo- general? Was there a moment when he was still there that you realized that you had to bow out, uh, or was you, it after he left? Oh no, it was like immediately after. Wow. Did it make you sad? Uh, I mean, it was. Yeah, it was sad. We like sat in silence afterwards, and I I talked to him about it afterwards, and he had a very. Uh, different take on it and I go okay well this that means that you're even that's a, another level of fucked up that we're gonna add to it that that not only are you not recognizing like you're like it's not bothering you and you're not recognizing it so uh, these are t- these are two levels that I can't that I cannot deal with a lot of work needs to be done yeah on that um, person's part. and uh, mm. yeah because again, again it's a boundaries thing like I set up really good boundaries going into this relationship because I knew this was not like a uh, an end of the road relationship for me that sounds so bad negative i'm actually like yay for an end of the road right, relationship right. i would love an end of the road relationship um yeah. uh, or an end of this road relationship uh and uh so yeah that so, was yeah that's mm. that that was just very and i don't yeah and and you're so good at knowing when you have to do something and then actually doing it it's but it's so good at it it's hard it's it's so it's difficult though and it's also difficult for me to give up like incredible sex knowing that i'm walking out into an abyss of and like the only other option i actually can think of um because a lot of this is i'm not i'm not ready to have sex with people i don't know or haven't had sex with before for a lot of reasons um 
I feel because I still have a lot of I'm going through a lot of trust ish issues with people, mostly with men know, or with uh, just people in general. A lot yeah. of them are, you know, due to being so much in the public eye from this podcast. A lot of it, a lot of the damage has been done, honestly. Um, and it's, you know, for me, someone who has had who doesn't trust people to begin with, even, you know, five years ago, I didn't trust people. But unfortunately, this did not help. Right. Um, and that's sad. Makes me sad. Um, but uh yeah and then the other you know part of it is just going back and forth with like kind of figuring out stuff with James I mean I'm not talking to him but it's in the period where you're figuring out stuff by yourself because mm-hmm. you know you, you figure out some stuff afterwards with the person and then you need time to still figure out stuff by yourself and so even though we broke up <clears throat> a while ago it hasn't been that long since we've stopped talking uh, and it was a weird week last week because it was just one of those weeks where I felt like I'm just running into ghosts all week. Mm. Uh, I I ran into, like I went to a, a show that I was performing on in Jersey and like there was a random comic there who just happened to be on the road with James when we released the Breakout Up episode. And of course he wanted to come up and talk to me about it. And then, uh, and then, I, and then I did a podcast with a mutual fr- friend of ours and like half the time was, him talking about uh you know how great james is and like things that i don't even disagree with right uh but just like kind of stuff that i don't want to keep yeah you know i don't want to go someplace to keep hearing that um and he told this like very poignant story about how james i guess was in new york recently for like literally a day and then of course in your head you're like ah god damn why didn't he call you know but whatever it's a day and he's passing through and and uh, this like poignant piece of advice that James gave him, mm. and then uh, and then what? And then I and then I like go to pay someone on Venmo, and of course, like the first transaction that comes up is like him paying someone that you don't want to see, and then you're fucking have to block them on Venmo. I think I saw that too, and I was like, oh man, now I know what Corinne's talking about. Where too much info is released yeah, on Venmo. Why is like, that even a, a feature? Yeah, I, I mean, it's so weird. I mean, especially because money it's is something we're so we're so private um, over. And um, it's just been a hard time because I kind of, I, I very clearly understand how to get through a breakup now. Um, but just because you understand it logically does not mean that you're not going to fail a couple of times in doing it. And so, you know, tr- I'm basically the, the plan of attack is like treating it like an addiction, which to me makes it so clear as I'm someone with an addictive personality. So it's like, you know, you think of the person as like, okay, I'm not... I'm not missing this person, even though I, I, I particularly, I think I am missing this person in this instance. Um, but with Frank, I was definitely not missing Frank. I was missing the, the, the feeling. thing. Because Frank and I were not even as close to uh, compatible as James and I were. Um, and so, and then so when things get hard, you reach for, you know, the social media, you reach for that piece of, you reach for the bottle, you reach for the drug. And uh, around, whew, around, uh, so on Christmas, um because james had reached out to me during thanksgiving and uh i was happy uh and then but i was also a little bit annoyed because he was reaching out because he needed me Mm. and uh i had very clearly asked what i needed him to do was to not reach out to me so even though i was happy to take a sip of the uh, of the alcohol i was i was uh, clear-minded enough to recognize that it was still 
the behavior that had been the problem all along. Um, so that was like a bit that was bittersweet. Yeah. And then uh, didn't talk again for a month. And then around Christmas time, it was like it was getting close to like midnight on Christmas and Christmas is really stresses me out. Um, and he hadn't reached out and I was just like, I don't think I'm in a place right now where I can like not say Merry Christmas to him. And since he had reached out himself the last time, I was like, I guess I'll just say Merry Christmas. And he responded right away. And it was like very, it was kind of cold. He was like, Merry Christmas, like, you know, Merry Christmas, Corinne. I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I just called him on it immediately. And then we actually had a really nice conversation um, because I needed him. And that's why I was having a stressful day. And I was like, I this is the only real person who I feel like is going to get this without me having to go into a very long explanation uh, was James. Paula t- and, and Tommy, too, I had talked to during the day because they understand my feelings on holidays and stuff like that. And uh, so... Uh, we had a great conversation. And he actually asked me like a lot of questions that were... Uh, open to my feelings which I appreciated yeah uh, so that's like nice kind of like progress to see not that I'm like watching him for progress or that right. I am the standard for how a human should act in any way um, so that was nice but it's just weird and I, and I was kind of like disappointed in myself uh, that I had reached out to him because I was like fuck like I, like you I failed like I had up the bottle you failed you you got to start from day one you're, you know got to give back your chips or whatever it is you do an AA and um my therapist was like don't like I like and I admitted it to her but I felt like I had done something bad and I was like I gotta be honest with you I was like I totally texted James and she was just like no don't worry about it like yeah. and she just like completely moved on yeah. which was funny because she had been so strict um in previous sessions uh, about it. And this is someone who's like a relationship fucking expert. uh, And, and so I was, and and we're like the kind of the same age. So I was like, this is interesting. But so what I've been kind of been dealing with, it's like, okay, so you know, you're getting over an addiction and that's Mm -hmm. fine. That's something I'm familiar with. I've had this personality my whole life, Mm -hmm. but it's the first time I have to get, get over someone who I really felt understood me, which is another thing that I have to like talk about constantly. Um, Cause it's a big problem in my life. Like not being understood. I see yeah, it all, I I've, see it all the time. You've been talking about it since I met you. Yeah. You sense it. Yeah. Even my close friends sense it. Uh, and it's, and I mean, you, I see it with the way people interpret things I say on the air or things people say to me after shows. And I'm not just talking about people who listen to this, even like fellow comics will come up, and say things and I'm like oh my god you are just I'm like you're projecting no. you onto me yeah but that is not at all who I am or and I have my own problems but they are not the ones that you think they are yeah and it's you know that hurts to I would it, imagine I mean it's at a certain point I don't mind if most people ha- don't get it but like once you have the taste of someone getting it so it's kind of like you know it's, it's like falling in love in general so it's like if you've never been in love it's it's you're gonna be fine but then when you fall in love and then you are go without that that's when the pain comes in so it's this very similar feeling of like yeah. i've gone a really long time not being understood and i was kind of like really used to it and fine with it um and then to find someone who you're like oh my god like this person gets me and then to go without that immediately and to have done it to myself 
you're like, well, how do I, I feel like I had this interpreter with me for two years. And then I just kind of like went back up into the Tower of Babel. And, mm. and now I'm just walking around and I'm like not connecting with anyone or just, and I get really angry when people, like too, too angry when like people will like misinterpret a caption and I'll fucking fly off a rocker. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like at yeah. a certain point, I feel like I am very clear with um my wants, my needs, my emotions. Like I couldn't verbalize or write them really any more clearly. And it's a constant, uh, it's a constant flow of people going, I, the words that you said flew past my ear, but I think this is what you mean. My whole life is people going back to me. Mm, I hear what you say, but I think this is what oh, you I've mean. Oh, I've witnessed people do it to you in front of my fucking face. And I'm like, no, it's not what I mean. If there's anything in this world that I've been very clear on since I was a little kid, it's it's saying exactly, yep, exactly what I mean. Yeah, and asking for exactly what I need, or, or telling you exactly what I want, and um. I don't know how to be clearer than that. Yeah. To the point where I will listen back to even things I say on the podcast and go, and you know I do this because I'll be yeah. like, oh, I have anxiety about what I just said. And I'll listen to, and, I'll, and I write things down a lot and read them even you, so I can look at the words. You're one of the clearest people I've ever met in and, my life. And then, and then, and I'll go back uh, or sometimes people react to something and then I'll go back and listen to it and I go, oh, maybe it's, maybe it's my fault. Maybe I misspoke. Maybe I didn't, wasn't clear. And I'll go back and I'm like, not only was I clear, I'm clearer than I thought I was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? It, you rarely have an opportunity to feel seen and heard people listen to you but they never really see you and hear you for what you who you are and what you're saying and to feel seen is a really important thing in life and we usually look to the people who are closest to us to see us yeah and to know more about us than we know about ourselves sure. sometimes that's i i experience that a lot because i don't i'm a little up in the clouds all the time i the only thing i can say because i've i've seen it I have this conversation about you a lot with other people. It's so interesting to watch people not get you and to, they tell you how they, I've witnessed people tell you how time, you yeah. feel yeah. and tell you why you did the things you do. And I'm like, motherfucker, she knows. Especially men do it a lot. Um, a lot. Yeah. It's mostly men that I've witnessed do it, but I've also witnessed women do it to you. And I think and I had a problem uh, early on because I felt like, on egg not on eggshells but like nervous that i was gonna miss something and then because i didn't want to disappoint you and not get you and not and not basically through my actions let you know that i'm not really listening to you mm -hmm. um and i because i don't ever want to make anybody feel like that especially you and um and the only thing i can say to it the in the times i've witnessed it it's just so fascinating it's fascinating how people don't get you. You are one of the most misunderstood humans. Um, I don't mean to make you feel worse about it, but you <laughs> no, are. No, 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 no. It's fine. It it's poetic, but it's also Rosebud can't feel great same, for you. Same thing to me. And I was like, it's, it's ah. fascinating to me. Um, the only thing that I can contribute it to. You are such a secure person, and I've had I've had people just over the years when like we the the fights have broken out between us and other comedians or people putting this on yeah. you. They always try to tell me you're insecure. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, yeah. she's not insecure. Yeah. She's actually one of the most secure people I've ever met. And it blows my mind how 
certain people think they are that you specifically are insecure and right. the only thing that tells me is that most of the population is insecure oh for sure and that's what we've i mean that's that that to me is something that has actually helped a lot like uh, and become more crystal clear yeah. in doing the podcast because i really didn't i had no fucking clue and as a testament to how much a little yeah. of a clue you had yeah going into therapy because of all these people who email us said that they just don't have a grip on themselves yeah because that's so that concept is so foreign to you yeah and it's so like I a feel, different language I like someone speaking so mandarin for, like yeah because like i mean i because you can see the path yeah and, and also and i'm but like life is so difficult already loving yourself and feeling secure i can't fucking imagine trying to navigate it without those tools yeah i can't even imagine yeah. no i i mean well i can and it's not fun uh and it's not fun for most people and it's there's like so many times where, tunnel yeah and there's so many times where i've been like corinne did, is, are you mad at me are you mad at me and you'd have to be like christina this isn't about you and i need that <laughs> most of the time i'm just having a conversation in my right. head honestly right but, but, but it's but, yeah completely but still, my own world yeah but, but people take things personally and sure. um and, yeah. and i mean it's so many people do and so the only thing i can attest attribute it to is that people are it's like you know um i always i i'm always fascinated by homophobia because i i see the the the, the person who's homophobic and i see their hatred and it's like because you're looking at a human being who was forced to be free and sometimes they're freer than they even want to be and they're more sure. comfortable with because they're like i have this opportunity i need to embrace it and be free and be myself and be gay as fuck um, but you are so you are you feel so far away from that freedom like the gay pride parade if you're like if you're a person protesting the gay pride parade to me that I could automatically diagnose you as you do not feel the freedom to be yourself and when you see it in somebody else you hate it oh it's always really take repressed it people especially in New York it's like really religious yeah, people but because of your 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 unflinching security and, and knowing who you are that threatens people so hard because that's their it's one of people's biggest achilles heels mm -hmm. and it's like man i wish i mean i wish everybody should read the four agreements i mean i i know i've been talking i'm, I'm never gonna stop talking about that so just get over it don't <laughs> you gotta don't, get well, whatever it's that's your john ronson uh, oh a hundred percent that's your so you've been publicly shamed um and yeah there's some quotes that i had written down a while ago when i was listening and some of them like because you are very hard on yourself mm -hmm. um and i'm actually i yeah um that's a like the, th the things that i have to do are so ridiculous like literally <laughs> like like it's like go out and have fun like i took a dance class i mean that you know yeah. not necessarily fun but it was like supposed to be like set like a sensual which is not to be confused with sexual because uh, i don't have any problem being sexual but sometimes i think perhaps being sensual yeah is different yeah yeah oh yeah i understand what you're saying i can be sexy and i can be sexual but it's sensual. more of a vulnerability with sensuality and it's also more feminine yeah yeah that's true um but in terms of like us being our own harsh these are a couple quotes that i wrote down from the audiobook of the forward we are our harshest judge nobody has ever abused you more than you've, you've abused yourself the limit of your self-abuse is exactly the limit you will tolerate from someone else if someone abuses you a little bit more than you abuse yourself you'll probably walk away from that person but if someone abuses you just a little less than you abuse yourself you'll probably stay in the relationship and tolerate it endlessly that's not an issue you're dealing with but um uh, our image of perfection is the reason we reject ourselves this, this is what I'm my theory of, of what people carry when they react to you and try to tell you how they feel yeah um, it's interesting well I mean a lot of those things actually uh, it's funny that you're learning them from a book because you know how I always uh, 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 give credit to Alanis Morissette for kind of teaching me any life lessons that I yeah. perhaps didn't le learn from my family um, 
And a lot of the, my favorite lyrics of hers are things like, I'm sorry to myself for treating me worse than I would anybody else. Mm. Or like, and it's not a self-hate. It's just, I mean, like, it's just, you know, and it's, it's also a constant quest to like, uh, even even with like being misunderstood I, I was like okay well even let me try to be more clear as if the problem was mine right and it certainly wasn't and it, that actually brings us back to the impetus for the podcast which was okay i these relationships are lasting long enough that that i'm not like a complete mess but ending too soon and in ways in which i feel like i am not being uh, a girl, a good girlfriend so i'm going to invite these people on and then we invited all these people on and i go okay with the exception of a few, most of these people really just didn't understand me. And that is the problem. And so I ended up um, learning about myself still from myself. Hey, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, you're well. your greatest asset at the end of the day. And then you're like, fuck. But at a certain, I, I mean, like at a certain point, and that's part, I mean, a, a big reason that, that I started going to therapy was like, I just need someone to help me who isn't me. Yeah. That's really what it is. And a lot of times, like, even if I've been like going, seeing, I've been seeing someone and I go, we all go on dates, I go, I, we can do anything you want. I just need you to tell me what it, I need to not make the plans and the decision. Mm. So like literally just tell me what kind of a place it is and what I need to wear and where I need to show up and th- I will be happy you, wherever it is unless yeah. we're going hunting i won't like that um but that i mean that's not probably not gonna happen we're in gonna shoot deers curry and i figure you love that sorry yeah. to do a southern accent don't get offended <laughs> i get it yeah and uh yeah so it's just it's very uh i would imagine it would feel very isolating not being seen and heard for who you are yeah well I and mean, lonely that's what i mean my therapist always likes to lean in and go are you lonely and I go, I mean, honestly, the times I am lonely are when I'm around other people, which is why I don't That's like to be about it. When I'm in alo- alone in my house with my dog, I don't feel lonely. Yeah, you feel But whole. at a certain point, you have to leave your fucking house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? True, true. Um, That's a bumper sticker. And so it's, yeah, it's just very, very weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you're like, you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I had something else to say. I can't fucking remember it though, but I'm sure it wasn't. <laughs> I just am so excited to see where this like journey leads us. Like, yeah. I wonder what we'll be talking about on the podcast in like a year. I'm yeah. so curious. Man, this thing is unfolded. <laughs> when a greater has covered more ground than I really thought. Yeah. A lot of real estate being covered in this podcast. A lot of personal shit. If I could ever listen back to it, I'm like, what a, what a wonderful time capsule it would it, be. It is. I feel like I've captured my diary, mm-hmm. but then it's like, so, if, you know, hundreds of thousands of other people but like whatever uh and sometimes i would ima- i can imagine you know having uh listeners misunderstand you because mm-hmm. they you know what you hear on the podcast we talk about this a lot it's not all of who we are it's not our whole selves we're not right. really putting on an act sometimes we hype things up for comedic value because we're entertainers and we're good at our fucking job but a lot of times it's like you don't know half the shit i do you don't know that i can play the piano when i horseback ride like all you hear is me fucking all my fuck exploits and that's right. cool but that's not who i am so i can imagine like that it's gotta even twist the knife a little harder every time someone you know so then you're just like yeah because it's just you. like you're adding more people yeah who don't and it's i think i think it's when you were talking i was just like i think perhaps the issue is that i'm <laughs> the opposite of ellen i am not relatable um as a as a person and i mean that's and i think people will like take pieces of it like oh like you're like a daria Karen, or like yeah. you're an aubrey plaza type 
And I'm like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure even Aubrey, you. Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza has a lot of other things besides what we see about, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's weird because on the podcast, we're like, you're playing a character. And like, again, it's not just the podcast. This happens in, in everyday life, too. Um, it's like you're playing a character. And then so people will only cast you as that character. But it's happening with your actual real life personality. Yeah. Oh, God. So you're like, yikes. So you're like, what yeah. in the actual fuck yeah, is going on? That's a jarring way to put it. A very now, accurate way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, like, even, like, and some people, and then people will like get in fights about my own about what you think. Yeah, oh yes, my, I'm like, what? Or like, weird, or like, pe- or people. Uh, there was like one thing that was happening this week. Um, I didn't even want to talk about because I was like, I'll just stop talking about it, and people will forget. Because I think I was like, was very open last year with all the health problems I was going through and my body, and like, mm. you know, a lot of it was like came off as like a th- aesthetic, like, oh you know Corinne calling yourself fat or hating your body I'm like no 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 it's not at all what it's about the point with you. number one I love making self-deprecating jokes because it's how I keep my own fucking ego in check otherwise I'd be a complete egomaniac <laughs> but uh, I love roasting myself like I make my like I will roast my own face when I get up in the morning and I think it's so fucking funny to do <laughs> it it makes me I like cry laughing I think it's so funny but um I I was like, I was upset because my body was like broken and I knew it was broken and it was like, this is not how it's supposed to look based on the things I am doing and what I'm putting in and I'm frustrated, I'm angry and also taking into account that it's really funny as a person who fluctuates weight a lot, uh, the way I am treated when I am 20 pounds heavier than I am now and you've seen this shit too. People will literally act like Big Bertha, which is a game from Chuck E. Cheese that you throw the balls in the fat lady's mouth. Like, so 15, 20 pounds ago, people will act like Big Bertha just walked in and now like to be the same person and have the 15 to 20 pounds be treated so differently is so... Yeah, I mean, it is mind blowing. Uh-huh. It makes me sad about society. Uh-huh. I go, I mean, is I mean, maybe this is. I go, maybe no one's just never even listening to anything I say. Probably not. So, like someone's so, they're listening. But what yeah, is yeah, the, yeah. What, what is the fucking point of any of this? There is a point, uh, and a lot of times the, the people who do hear us and see us and and whatever the ones who don't talk to us. So it's, I always try to remind myself Incredible. of that. Yeah, um, it's always people who are dumb who talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, That's our and, podcast and motto. Also, <laughs> after we just talked for three hours. <laughs> and we just did an hour intro. And then gifted people with the podcast. <laughs> okay, guys. This You're is on the house. fucking welcome, you cunts. This one's on us, babies. Um, and uh, uh, In terms of taking things personally, one uh, the, I just have this document up here, and I just wanted to read this one last quote. It, it's a little veering off, but um, uh, whenever it's about how whenever you take something personally, it's because you secretly agree with them whenever you get offended by something it's either because you're offended on behalf of mm-hmm. somebody or you secretly think it's true you're afraid it's true mm-hmm. and as the the author goes you may even tell yourself hey what you're saying is hurting me but it's not what i said that's hurting you it's that you have wounds that i touched by what i've said you are hurting yourself mm-hmm. so it really is the onus is on these other people who are projecting it oh, onto you course, and i yeah. feel like you touch more people 
people's wounds because you are so you know who you are and you're so secure with yourself and i think that's the most common form of kryptonite that human beings have Mm -hmm. is not feeling that way so unfortunately the shit side effect that you have to experience is like you have to deal with everybody else's shit well it's it's swatted away and it's why i'm quiet a lot or we'll just kind of shut down we'll just kind of sit and people are always like oh are you pissed that i pissed you off you're mad i'm like no i'm just like at a certain point i have nothing else to add because i know it's going to be misinterpreted so why waste my time and energy exactly there's just no point well you're about to hear a great conversation that's not a waste of your time and energy guys <laughs> so excited uh did you have anything else you wanted to add I don't oh know. no i think that's quite enough <laughs> i think <laughs> the guest this week very excited to have him he's a stand-up comedian and he's the co-host of the podcast no disrespect ladies and gentlemen please welcome mike, mike vecchione Hey, we're here with Mike Vecchione. How you doing? Thank you for having me, guys. Thanks I'm very for, excited to be on this. Thank you for being here. What are you staring cool. at my piano? I just, no, the locker. I, I don't know if you have... Can we, oh, sorry. Can we take him uh, down a little bit? Because I had some people like... Uh, it, my this guy the, the corn guy was like he's like he's like everything is a little blown out and he was oh. giving me notes on my podcast the corn guy yeah I, I i went on a date with a guy from the band corn so great and he listens to the podcast but he's also like a dick uh, and, uh, he's, <laughs> and he's like it's blowing out a little bit <laughs> a musician is a dick really oh my is ex, that a thing yeah <laughs> Oh, the audio's peak. No, musicians. Yeah, sometimes are. Dicks. I appreciate. I appreciate. I appreciated that he was listening, though. Yeah. So, <laughs> you're not a dick, though. No. I, you're I'm, one of the nicest people, Mike. Thank you very much. You're a lovely person, thank and you. I've never heard any like you know everyone adores you. Oh, that's sweet. And you're such a great comedian. That's very nice. Were you always? <laughs> I this was on great? both. I was on both of uh, separately, both of your shows individually, and both times I thought I was going to bomb. And that's what yeah. Ryan Reese Cor- was saying. He was so Corinne, nervous. I was like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm I could see bomb. Ryan Reese bombing though because of his personality. Well, he actually crushed because I had a sick <laughs> intro for him. Like, oh yeah, you, ladies, you ever have that straight guy friend who just thinks all women are crazy, but then looks at a woman sitting in a pile of her own piss, and he's like, "You're the one." Yeah, so, <laughs> there you go. And then I brought him up, and then so everyone kind of knew who he was after yeah. that, and then he cry, he crushed. But you were great. Yeah, you're so good. You're that's very disarming likeable. in the blazer. I think on Ryan Reese disarms women. Yeah. Oh, is 100%. he always wearing a blazer now? Oh, on a stage? lot of times. A lot of the times lot he of times. is. You know what? You want to get you want to get a little ego stroke. Yeah. Uh, so Amy Hawthorne, Booker of New York Comedy Club, yeah. uh, texted me the week after the show, and she goes, 
who is on your lineup? Because she's like, I got a, a, a an email specifically uh, requesting for the information of a mic because he was so funny. And I mm. go, oh, it's Mike Vecchione. And she was like, oh, of course. And she was like, no, I'm a little disappointed because of course it was him because he's always amazing. She was like, she was like hoping it was like some underground Mike oh, who yeah. was going to really <laughs> like pop, pop this year. No, not yeah. a discovery. Just like who was really going to make uh. his day. Like someone who didn't know he was as fantastic as he oh, was. That's great. And I was like, no, it was Vecchione, of course. That's <laughs> Have you sweet. always been a sweetie? pie um <laughs> i don't know I, I think the girls i've dated let's get into it right now yeah um the girls i've dated uh i'm nice i'm sweet i was raised i think the right way but uh, i'm kind of a little i'm just set in my ways kind of and i'm kind of a little bit um difficult i think how uh I don't know. I don't know if difficult is the right word. Let me backtrack. But I'm just kind of like, <laughs> I like things a certain way. You seem like you're going to be like Hugh Hefner, like putting corn flakes like in a fucking bin when you go on vacation because you need like your cereal the way. Yeah. Yeah. Like a grandpa. Yeah. Though. Like, yeah, yeah. Like a like grandpa. A, don't move my golf tees. <laughs> or um, my girlfriend, Katie, who you know. Yeah. Was Katie over, Hannigan. Katie Hannigan was over last time. Like we're just leaving. We're leaving our clothes everywhere. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> Wait, we're that's what you said her? Yeah, yeah. I said that. <laughs> I'm like, we're leaving our clothes everywhere. We're not, we're gonna, we're just leaving it everywhere. We're leaving it on the floor. We're leaving it everywhere. I mean, was this and, like, uh, f- like were they you th- stripped it off and to fuck? I was or? gonna say, yeah, were yeah. they thrown around we're the room? Ready, and, we're getting ready to go passion? to bed. And now she's, she's leaves them in certain places. So I'm like, so that's how I, I'm like, what are we doing? This and is now, what we're doing now? I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> What so are, is Italian, this what we're doing? Man. Yeah, it's like that. One time I actually said that. She's like, she walked into, she was moving and she dropped some stuff off. She's like, can I just keep this at your place for a while? I'm like, yeah. And she just left the door open. I'm like, we're leaving the door open now? Is that what we're doing? Wait, the door to your room? The door to the apartment. Oh, that's not I'm good. I'm like, we're just leaving the door open? And she's like, why are you talking to me this way? I'm like, she's like, don't talk to me this way. I'm like, yeah, I'm Italian. This is what we do. It's not from a place of maliciousness right. it's from a place of love but you know the door open thing I get but that's like a space cadet thing that you get with some artists and like I'm not that type of artist but like my ex was and he left the door open one time as well actually two comics I've done that have left the door open and this oh see now I'm gonna get Italian with you and the fucking faucet <laughs> oh my god her hands that's not I'm like what how you can hear that did you ever have a roommate or somebody um, come in drunk it's usually when they're drunk they leave leave their keys in the door they leave the yep, door open yep. and their keys in the door yep. oh that i've it's never like, done i've yeah, never witnessed that's happened a few times wow a few roommates oh, oh my god where it's like uh, all right dude this is new york this yeah. is in iowa yeah or the oven you know on I mean? a, a kansas motherfucker a candle burning all night i'm like oh we're just uh, gonna yeah, all die yeah, this yeah, way yeah, yeah. i'm gonna kill the whole building <laughs> yeah Corinna and Mike have been I'm shipped so off to Italy. <laughs> that Unfortunately, is. that's the way we confront things. Like, what, yeah. what are we doing? This is what we're doing now? It does sound aggressive, yes. but I know you're not aggressive. Right. No, no, no. After, so that's after she broke it down, she's like, what, wait, what are you doing? Like, then we had an understanding. Now she kind of like, kind of adores it a little it, bit. It, you know what I mean? Sweet. She's like, get used to it. And yeah. it's like, yeah, this is the way, you know. But so stuck in your ways is one of the ways you are stuck in your ways is that that's how you confront problems. You just ask confront, if that's what's happening yeah, and that's yeah, what yeah. you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Confront <laughs> problems like that. A little, I understand it's a little, after I step back from it, I go, okay, yeah, that's probably a little, <laughs> it's a little much if you don't know me. And then, uh, I don't know, just certain things. It, it, uh, certain things I feel like, like your room is very nicely organized I never saw your room uh, yeah. I've been in your home but I've never saw your room I don't you live have, with Dan Soder right I yeah. live with Dan Soder and I do not you know we, we live you see the way we live we live it's, bunker style yeah but we it's live fine bunker style. it's fine it's, it's good it's a good apartment we just uh, we're not material guys yeah. like we don't need much we're both like 
pretty yeah, working just, class yeah. guys. So it's like, even if you have money, even if we have money, I have some money. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so does Dan. I don't yeah. have white piano money. Well, not but, all uh, of us can have white piano money, Mike. <laughs> but um, but we have some money. But it's like we don't. I don't know. I, I just don't need. I don't need the material things. I don't need to be a big swinging dick around town. Okay, so you know you're know kind I mean? of Italian then, because isn't that yeah. an Italian thing? Like, I feel like that's an Italian. Some Italian guys are really like gold everywhere, have to show Chains, yeah. everything. I think it's more of an uh, insecurity thing. Are you insecure? No, I think oh. I think oh, the oh, guys who think, are like gold everywhere and it's like say, you know, can't stop talking about how much money they have. Yeah, that's kind of an insecure. Definitely insecure. Thing. Do you have anything about yourself that you're insecure? I'm about? wildly insecure. Really? Yeah. yeah. About what? Um, I just was uh, well, the way I was raised. My father was very dominant, and he was unstable. It's like you always have one parent who's the anchor and the other parent who's unstable. Oh, that's yeah, what I, I found. And my father was the one who was unstable, so he was like very intense. So I was raised not to talk back. Not to, and that's uh, some admiration I have for my Jewish friends, Jewish comics, who are like, they just keep asking questions. They just keep questioning and they don't care. Where I was, wasn't raised that way. I was taught, you shut the fuck up and do what you're told. You are mm-hmm. a quiet guy. Yeah. Well, Jews can't fight, so we got to ask a lot of questions. Just, yeah, but even in the face of somebody going, their- shut up, you're like, no, 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 but I still want to, it's like, they just keep asking, which I admire because can, that's how yeah. you learn and that's how you get smart. Well, you want to yeah. like throw the, throw people off, you know, so if you're like, maybe if I keep asking questions, they'll forget to punch me kind of thing. <laughs> That's a, it's like in Hey Arnold where he's like, don't hit me, I'll hit me, I'm crazy. I think that's like kind of the tactic of Jews. Yeah, that's but how I, I think use that, it. I think that the environment, like how like a lot of my Jewish friends were raised, that was um, what was that? What's the word? It was encouraged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was looking for a big word, but it was just encouraged. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting here. Like, I all was the time. Um, yeah, I was yeah. looking for a word that everybody says every day. Glad. Oh yeah. fuck. Well, even in the religion, I think like Christianity, you're not really supposed to question no. things, but Judaism, like you absolutely can. It's right. totally fine. Right. So w- when your dad, you said your dad was so, not. Oh, uh, my point was that that my father was like. A, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, my it's point okay. was, uh, my dad was. He was a good father, very, a very good father. He loved me and he would tell me, very emotional, but it, it, he suffocated me in a lot of ways hmm. where it was like, it wasn't okay to express my own anger oh. and, and stuff. And then that breeds like confidence issues, self-esteem issues. Really? And, uh, yeah. Did that, and, did that breed anger issues? I feel like I would have a temper if I was so, if I wasn't allowed to express myself. Yeah, but I then it's like, it's always we had to gauge what his mood was because he was an explosive guy. So we had to kind of gauge, and so everybody was kind of Did he ever a little you? on age. No, but okay. it, like Ron Bennington actually said it the best. He's like, he never. It, I can't describe. It. He never hit me. We came close a couple times to really going at it, and we've had some brutal arguments over the years. He never hit me, but it was always on the table. Ah, uh, it was always right there. Got it. You know got what I mean? It. Like, the, and it was always like one of these things, like, oh, you think you're a tough guy? Like, even if I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, it's like, oh, you think you're a tough guy? It's like, yeah. oh, this could go. Oof. You know? So, shit. Did um, he give you a sex talk when you were a kid? Yes. What was it? Very f- straightforward, very upfront. You're like, look, you put your dick in a woman, you will have a baby. Like, it was very like, <laughs> you that put your kind dick of in thing. a woman, you'll put have your a dick baby. In a woman, you will have a baby. You will get a disease. Okay? Oh, no. It's like, but he encouraged, like, I have a sister, so it's like he. It was very old school. He encouraged my sister to stay a virgin, and and it was okay if me and my brother um, had sex. Had sex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, do you know how your sister felt about that? Did you guys ever talk about that? Did she ever express? Yeah, it wasn't. About it? I mean, I'm sure it wasn't good. Yeah, like the way, we never really opened up and talked about it. But yeah, th- that's. Uh, 
I mean, they did. My parents did the best they could. Like everybody, Every, I think everybody yeah. expects too much from these this older generation because you know, uh, I'm all for equal rights, gay rights, transgender. But it's like it, people. <laughs> every now, every they, great sentence starts with that. that in. Millennial, <laughs> the millennials are like, accept it right now, accept it right now. And these people, right. like my mother, like who grew up in the '40s, is like they didn't even talk about sex. Right. Like and that so was a shameful thing for yeah. them. So it's like for to have for she's 78 to have like. A 22-year-old in her face going, accept it, accept it. It's yeah. like, all right, dude, I, you, I, I don't know what we're doing. You, that's not how you communicate to a human yeah. and get to a person. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> that's, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the, the same real thing sentiment. if you leave your clothes on the ground. What are we doing? You leave <laughs> so, when, when did you lose your virginity? I feel like it was real romantic and you were in a tux. <laughs> I don't know why. Like a prom or some shit. Uh, no, I lost it. Uh, I was pretty 16, 17. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was late. I was that's not, not late. That's I was not late, Mike. I don't know the guy. Every guy I talked to was like, "I was 11. Yeah, I fucked the teacher." Well, that's a little early. Was that yeah. Pacey from Dawson's Creek? Like, what the hell? Who are you talking <laughs> I don't know, to? Every, every, I feel like every guy is like, uh, when I say 16 or 17, they're like, they're like, um, oh fuck, that's really late. I had fucked like 50 girls by then. Yeah, not like, well though. Yeah. that's the key. Oh, no. that, that's the part they're not telling you. They had like come within 30 seconds yeah. into a very scared and unsatisfied gal. Probably. Yeah, who wouldn't voice it? And yeah. also, if a guy has fucked 50 people by the time he's 16, I'm very alarmed. Yes. No. No. I'm. I'll. Judge I mean, there's probably a good drug addiction right after something. that. Something. Oh, you know? yeah. Because yeah. where do you go from there? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I was very bad. I was like very bad in high, in high school. Very bad. I don't know how sure how good I am now, but um, <laughs> but very bad in high school in terms of like and very insecure Pumping. about that. Like about coming, like controlling how to controlling when to come. Like it's like no, I know that I'm not supposed to come immediately because it's uh, i did you think even you were before all feminism and everything i, I knew like <laughs> even before feminism was like a thing i was like all right the woman needs to be satisfied like i mean how uh, old are you it was i think you're 16, not 17. years old yeah, yeah i know but feminism's been a while no no i mean how old are you now like what oh, year 40s. would it have been the 90s yeah so uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hate to break this Gloria Steinem's already been it's, marching and shit yeah i thought <laughs> you know? i thought feminism was new i was like unless you're like a hundred like i don't know no but it was very different so you none knew, of these issues were right like to the surface like what, they are now what clued you in that the woman had to be satisfied that's interesting to me because a lot of men even men that are our age now like old older men adult men don't know that and so i always wondered the kind of guys who know a woman should be satisfied either first or that that's important are either taught by a girl that they fucked previously or right. i don't know how else um, you know? I, no, I wasn't taught by, uh, it's just, I, it, to me, it was common sense. It's like, there's two of us in this, some, I, I'm, I know I'm getting something out of it. That per, the other person has to get something out of it. Right. Yeah. You know that's I mean? nice. Yeah. Like obviously in a romantic relationship, the fairy tale story is we're both emotionally connected and we're both getting that out of it. And then the sex is just yeah, on top of it. Still come, but she, yeah. 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 But like, yeah. But if yeah. you're just having like high school sex, yeah, it's like, oh, she needs to get wow. something out of this too. Yeah. That, wow. But I've, I mean, I, I fell very short. I, I'm not trying to make myself a hero. But the thought I fell counts. very short. I fell very short because I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. Like I'm trying, like I know you shouldn't come uh, fast. And if you do come fast, you should. Um, you're a failure. You know, well, you're I'm a failure, kidding. but like, hey, dude, don't quit. Like get back up. You can get back up again quick at yeah. that age and then keep going. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. it also requires patience I think a lot gets. Uh, I think a lot gets um, lost in the awkwardness of it. You know what I mean? It's like, so oh, you much. came. It's like, uh, oh, you came. It's like, okay, now it's awkward. It's like, okay, should I just leave? It's 
I, I don't know what's but the right thing to do is like no i'll get up again and we'll go again until you're satisfied it's, it's like a boxing successful movie. comic mike keep coming at the joke yeah 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 yeah, yeah you'll never give work, up you fucking you twist it and you come at it again another <laughs> angle get that erection back <laughs> up there yeah and then try and then work again but it takes a certain amount of um calmness and poise in the moment to be like to one to be like look i've come up short here and uh it's no problem i can get back up again and let's let's try again wow, man, you know every guy i've ever been mm-hmm. with who's come fast is like oops they don't give a fu- i mean yeah, they, because, i mean they care about my pleasure right. but they don't they're not like because there's a sense of uh there's a sense of having to admit that you've failed and the, but, i don't know failed is a tough it failed yeah, is a, failed, a harsh a, word yeah but it's like it's hard to admit it's like oh this is on this is on me so let me rectify the situation so that you can right. have some pleasure out of it have you ever come mm-hmm. how fast do you come fast now what's how no, do you fast no, no, you now i'm old so oh yeah so now it takes fucking forever so when you right? come your dick no. just goes <laughs> like that just fizzles out smoke comes out of it how old are you 46 46 okay yeah. so what do you when did you get good at sex was there like a moment where you're like you know what i see i don't know like Again, from the stories that I hear from other guys, I don't know if I'm actually good. Like, I'm good for, I've had long-term girlfriends. Yeah, I've had a series of long-term girlfriends. So if you're yeah. good. I've, I'm good to them. Yeah, well, I'm that, good to them. I'm good. That's I'm everyone. good with certain. No, I'm good with certain girls. I'm good with certain certain girls. But I think well, I've what, been a, I've been a massive failure with other girls. Yeah, massive but there's failure. very few people who are good at sex with everyone. I'm good at sex, but I mean, I've certainly had people where I'm like, I could have done that better, but I just it, I, it, we don't the work. Chemis- the chemistry wasn't right work. enough right. for you to want to. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, there's cer- certain people. It's like, oh my god, electrifying, and then other people, it's like. Why do we just do that? Yeah, Go the home. groove yeah. isn't there. There's not electricity. Whatever right. it is, you're like, nah. Like this is like, like, oh, I've done this move before, but for some reason, it's not working this time. Again, maybe same I'm with feeding a joke. It, maybe I'm feeding into the myth. I'm feeding into the myth that the, I think there's just some guys out there who just they they fall backwards into like these sexual situations that none of us fall into, and they always kind of just come out on top. What do you they mean? Are, like a backwards? They fall like, backwards. Uh, they just there's always. Like pussy they, being like yeah, thrown they at just them. they have sex, they have pussy thrown at them, or they just fall into these situations where they can just they just fuck. They're not even expecting it, and they fuck all. These I know guys like that. Yeah, but I think I, mean, like, I think that's a real thing. There I mean, but there's like also that. women who just like everything goes right, and they're. I mean, that, that's just like people. There's just some yeah. people who like oh everything goes right and everything's right. easy, and then other people have to work harder. It's just right. I, I mean, know. those people, these guys who fall backwards into sex. I mean, I'm sure they have a myriad of other problems mm-hmm. that maybe I don't have, so it yeah. all evens out in the end. Sure, but that's that's like. A th- that's like a real thing I didn't think it was a thing I thought it was oh guys just brag but no I think actually there are guys like that oh yeah just, I know guys like that yeah. I know guys who girls are all over them and it's so easy for them to get pussy and they, yeah. they want it they don't you know right. they want it they right. don't appreciate I feel like they don't appreciate it as, as much though that, I agree that could be true it's just so easy for them right. and so then ultimately when someone really uh, gets their heart it and they and leaves them it's real rough or they or they leave because it's Sometimes, like it becomes a thing where it's like it becomes a thing where it's like oh i can get pussy anywhere 
Mm-hmm. So this isn't that valuable to me. Right. Because yeah. it becomes more about the challenge and keeping out and getting more and getting more numbers and seeing what you can conquer than the actual experience. And right. that must be, like everyone says, that that's something that's deeply ingrained in human genetics of like the male wanting to conquer. And I'm like, man, I do not. The idea of numbers to me is so unappealing. Yeah. I conquer sometimes. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple people that I, that, I was, that I was not really at all interested in. I was just like, this is just a conquer to see if I can do it. No kidding. Like they, they kind of, made you like they were you didn't realize if you could fuck them or not like you didn't know if you could fuck them or not and that's what made you want to fuck them uh it wasn't like they were being mean to me or anything i don't find that appealing at all um like i like dicks but not don't don't be like actually mean to me or like uninterested uh, that's interesting you say because i feel people, a lot of women a lot of women are like that and i've had women yeah. be like that to me it's like even with like the clothes thing or the door thing it's yeah. like i could tell you you're not being a dick but you're being kind of a, aggressive in a kind of way and then once they realize that it's love behind it mm-hmm. and it's and it's just a, a thing that the way i was raised yeah. they realize oh the, now it's a cute quirk. yeah now it's like a cute quirk yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no most people it was just to people who I think are like like uh, enough hotter than me that it would actually be hard for me to, to do it <laughs> and then I'm like nah, I could do this <laughs> like that's like it's like you know it's just like a high mountain yeah <laughs> I can climb this <laughs> um when do you get how do you know I'm always curious I went how guys learn how to eat a girl out um friends my cousin <laughs> you ate your friend out no your no no my out? friends they're just like they're uh telling me what to do and it's just kind of what like what do they tell you like what kind of tips oh, do the big thing was uh, the big thing was that Sam Kinison joke the lick, ABC yeah. lick the alphabet oh yeah. yeah you lick the alphabet but I I, I feel like um, you get down there and um, you feel it out and then it's just how the woman is moving and responding yeah you know what I mean? read the body language yeah, yeah that's but because very like when you're younger like the woman is not going to tell you. At least yeah. when I was younger, like they would not, they would not tell you. So it, they wouldn't it would, tell you. And the guy, I mean, I can't imagine a young teenage guy right. getting being good at eating pussy. No. Do you ever have anything done to your butt? Do you do butt stuff? Um, I dated a nurse one time, and nice. uh, she put her fingers up there when I was like finishing. Was it amazing? Uh, I didn't find it amazing. It was oh, okay. fine. It was okay. I, Just it was okay. Have a glove it was okay. On, no, she she. I, I saw, <laughs> right. well, we were no. actually in an emergency room. I could no, see. I could see some like because I know some people who work in the medical field like make you know like there's like medical play. Oh yeah, that's a yeah. kink. That's a thing. And needles. I just uh, I thought that would be kind of fun to do uh, yeah. the plastic glove. Gotta lube it up. Go. Yeah. In, it'll go yeah. real soft. Have you ever she, done anything kinky like like? Not necessarily medical. That's pretty extreme. But no. you know, I what don't do you know. mean? Like uh, hit a girl, I, uh, like sexually, like she wants it, um, <laughs> or hit a girl non-sexually. Not I don't choking. Know choking choke is a little you... choking is a little bit of a thing, but it's also like you know, for you, like, you like to choke someone or someone you like. People no, they uh, they they like it. Yeah, well, because yeah. yeah. you're a big guy. Yeah. But I I also like um, I also like I like dirty talk a lot. Uh huh. I like I like yeah. it dirty, and I like it when it's coming from. I feel like it's coming from. An, organic place i really like that the two things that uh i had really good sex i had good sex obviously i have i'm having good sex now but um i had good sex with a girlfriend i was dating and i'm like i couldn't because we we didn't connect on any we connected but and on a basic uh friendship level but our (laughs) our ideas of of life and stuff is like we were so fucking different Mm -hmm. and i'm like why is the sex so good Huh. Why is the sex so? That's an interesting thing for people because you guys are talking about chemistry. Yeah, and uh, she laid it out, and it's really true. She's like, because she I laid value, it out. I value two things: uh-huh. intimacy and intensity. 
She's oh. like, those are the two things that make it good for me. And I'm like, motherfucker, those are the two things that make it good for me. Even if it's a one night stand. Intimacy, because you could be intimate within a one night stand. Absolutely. Intimacy in the fucking intensity. And if it's if that's all ratcheted way up, it's really, really good for me. Well, wow. what, else, what else is there, though? Well, no, I've had guys who like, I'm not a big doggy style guys, but I, I, I like I, I've had <laughs> friends who are like intimate sex and uh, doggy style <laughs> that I can't see your face yeah, yeah, yeah. and then right. I can see your butt. You're joking about it, but it's really true. It's like it's like guys who have sex that is doggy not an style intimate position. to be disconnected. Purposely uh, disconnected sure. from the woman. I'm like, yeah. that's a turnoff to well, me. Well, that's why I didn't know guys had doggy style for that reason. Oh yeah, I I mean I joke uh. about I I purposely look over my shoulder just to make sure <laughs> that's great. Just to make sure that you uh, know it's me, right? That's not the reason. <laughs> I'll I'll like make a. That's the only time I'll make a joke is during doggy style because I think it's so funny. <laughs> and backwards cowgirl, I just refuse to do. There's no oh, reason I that you would ever do that. I just I, I mean funny. I don't have a huge dick, so I uh, I have like a average white man dick okay. but um really but it, italian people usually yeah. have bigger yeah i'm not one of those <laughs> guys i'm like okay Dude, I'm, I'm good average i'm average guy a wonderful size yeah you know what i mean a lot of people like i a big dicks are like a huge thing i think uh, guys and guys with big dicks have big dick energy too yeah, they just walk in like i could fuck anybody they, big and, dicks mm. mean more to men than they do to women really they hurt us yeah, that's what i think it hurts that's what i think but, but there's guys, a lot of women who are out there who are like ah 10 it, inches i'm like what? They're, I mean, they hurt. It hurts your mouth and it hurts your vagina. I'm here to and tell you. And you can't put it in my butt ever. Right. No. Ugh. Average dick. You put it in my ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I mean, um, reverse cowgirl is one of those things where I always thought you had to have a big looping dick a in order for oh, that like a, to work. Like a curve? Yeah. Like I think yeah. that, I think women love that the most where it's like, it's like a, like a dick that curves up. See, no. I, no, I, oh, you're thinking like the scoop curve? A scoop curve, yeah. I like the opposite of that. Oh, really? Or if it's a side I curve. I like a straight what? dick straight? Guy, yes i don't think i've ever <laughs> fucked a guy with a straight dick really they all, all have some kind of curve all mine pretty much i mean like sometimes right yeah and sometimes when people get erections like the like people will tend to like it'll it'll tilt but the actual penis itself is straight straight yeah no curve wow i mean my vagina cannot vaginal canal is straight yeah but yeah. it's straight but isn't it um everything with sense the clit everything's in the front i could be wrong on well, this this <laughs> Rumor has it on the streets Wait, that the it's a, G, the, the everything, yeah, everything, the sensitivities are all in the front. <laughs> Mike's rubbing his clit that he doesn't have. <laughs> it's in the front. I mean, the clit's in the front. Yeah, so that's why I figured the looping dick would, would hit that. It depends, it depends where your everyone's clit is. And yeah, but it is a different, like some are close to the opening and some are not. not. Right. Mine is super close to the opening. So yes, oh, it's going to hit nice. it no matter what. Uh, I mean, except for in doggy style, which is another problem with doggy style. Because oh, yeah, I'm hitting your clip by that. So I'm like, I mean, I'm like, oh, you, we can well, be don't, here. Don't you have it's to rub? Good to get railed, don't though. you have to yeah. rub the front? I don't do yeah. that. I'm not. If I wanted to make myself come, I would just masturbate. I see. I, I don't do that because I, eh. I can I like come you, so easily from. You like, sounded like a union someone. worker there. It's like I don't do that. <laughs> no, that is not in my contract. That's not. That's not. It's just to me. That's not. That's taking away my intimacy. I don't. I don't like to, and I don't need to do it. Right. So okay. I. So I've been spoiled. But is it true that some girls come through? That's why a huge dick is important for some women because of penetration. They come through penetration. Other girls come through the clit. Yeah. Well, so clitoral orgasm or a vaginal orgasm. Right. But sometimes yeah. girls come from penetration clitorally mm -hmm. so if the clit is close to the opening of the, vagi the vagina yes you and your dick's going in and out right. in and out and it's it'll just also rubbing the clit the friction yeah. is just yeah. happening because it's right. right there yeah that's best mm -hmm. case scenario mm -hmm. very best I case think. scenario but if you know you don't have that going on you can have a fun time as well 
you know, I think it's commu- I, I think you can communicate communicate it out but uh, some girls are like I, I think that if you just require it's good to know up front if, if, if a girl's like look I just need a huge I need a big dick yeah. And if you don't have one, then and it's like, okay, good. Then, yeah. then there's no need to go through with this. Yeah, yeah. Then, you know what I mean? <laughs> that, that is nice to know up front. I, had, I never, I've never said, well, I also don't need a big dick. But I, the one date I went on with a guy, he goes, so are, are you a size queen? And I was like, no, but okay. That really throws I it back on her. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's your problem. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's true. I didn't catch that, that yeah. level of it. Right. Oh, shit, now I'm mad. But it's also basically, it's a lot of stuff is uh, with men. It's like, well, he doesn't do this and he doesn't do that. And I understand that. And and I understand a woman being not not satisfied, but it's a lot of insecurity on the man's side. I would say. So I think men when are somebody more than comes women. comes fast and goes, oh, I guess that's it." It's like he's it's insecurity. Yeah, he knows that like he didn't want to come that fast. Yeah, and he did. So now it's like he's got to overcompensate. Can't guys just squeeze their balls to not come? Like to prevent themselves from coming, like base of their balls, isn't that what cock rings that I go mean, around your balls? I don't know. Maybe guys have more control than me, but it's like there was a time where it was like very difficult for me. I How would have quick to like. Did you come? No, I mean I'm making a whole thing of it. I, I think I'm like a normal guy in that respect. It just but really got I would, to you. I would uh, masturbate before. That's to make yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm. To make sure I wasn't coming. So quickly. how long does it take you to come now? Now it's like, um, yeah, it's a while. It's but not too a while. No, uh, I, there's different tricks. Like I can come, uh, I can come faster if uh, uh, I'm if she's talking dirty. Oh, so talking yeah. dirty and yeah. filthy and stuff. Like, yeah, because I'm into it. Like, yeah, uh, intimacy kind of and intensity. Like, um, what kind of things? Do you have a transcript? Yeah. Do you oh. have any go-to lines? Like, I have some go-to lines that are my dirty talk lines. Um, or like, theme, you can even say like, thematic I, themes that you like to talk about. Um, f- the average fuck me is good. <laughs> Fuck me fuck hard, me. fuck me hard. I want you to yeah. fuck me hard. Come in me, even if I'm not going to. Oh, that's yeah. great. I know. Yeah, that's that a good great. one. That's a good one. Um, like any scenarios? Oh, like role playing? Yeah. Well, yeah. no, not that you're playing a role, but like, uh, you know, you could talk and be like, yeah, I want you to bring a girl home and suck my dick together, that kind of thing. I sounds like one of the Simpson sisters on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my voice is shot. <laughs> Uh, not scenarios like that. It's mostly just in the moment intensity. Like, um, okay, you know what I mean. That what kind, kind of, of stuff thing. do you say? To fu- the fuck me, or is the because come in me? Obviously, that's the girl saying it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fuck me. Uh, you have a tight pussy. Okay, I love that's your pussy. Uh, every girl likes to hear that. Um, that should be a Hallmark card. Fucking, that should just be on a card. Yeah, you have a tight pussy. You have a tight pussy, man. That's every fine. girl. It, it is. Uh, have you ever fucked a loose pussy? Um. Yeah. Damn, really? Yeah, but then see, girls could turn that around just go, guess your cock's not big enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I'm going to start doing that first. The that's, big that's, pussy or the small cock? <laughs> yeah. I, no, that's absolutely actually true. I just learned a trick from that size queen uh, observation <laughs> you made, Mike, so thank you. Yeah. But yeah, it's... Um, and now, would you be able to come at all? I, I did. I yeah. did. And then... And I don't so think So it just wasn't did. as tight of a grip. No, it wasn't. Dick. It wasn't tight as tight of a grip. No. Okay. No. At all. Like just even. Yeah. Just like. And air. you can tell if you're fucking her, the hardest you could fuck her, and it's not really doing anything for. Uh. Her. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. you obviously yeah. need more than this. Yeah. Well, that's even happened to me one time when actually when I was really young because I came across a guy who had a very thin dick, like it was long, Ugh. but it was thin. And I really liked having sex with him, but uh, and I mean I was so it was like you know how thin? Uh, hmm, like maybe like that. 
It gets pretty. Uh, it was like yes. It was just thinner than uh, mechanical pencil thin. I, no, 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 no. Oh my god. No, like what is this? Like is like a a little bigger than a quarter? Is this yeah, or like, like a, a silver dollar? Silver right. dollar. Silver dollar. Yeah, and and it just like and he was tall and thin, so it made sense. And I thought that was kind of funny, and I laughed about it in my head first. But oh, because his dick emulated his body. Yeah, That's it's really like when funny. people have dogs who look like them. I was like, yeah. lol. <laughs> I thought of that like scene in the One Hundred and One Dalmatians where everyone's walking a dog that looks like them. Anyway, this is why I can't focus. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then they just kind of like the the poking the back because there's only your your va- va- like vaginal canal is only like five it's five inches deep basically is what you're working with and so i was like i could feel it like kind of like hitting i was like okay this this will do i had sex with that guy for a long time you can make anything work thin dick was good i mean it wasn't my it wasn't my favorite because it's better if it rubs against it but i was like oh you know this guy has a real fun personality and a a nice apartment (laughs) to lounge around in he was like a long time like long-term fuck buddy so most of the time you're having that kind of sex drunk anyway (laughs) so how how did you meet so you are currently dating Katie Hannigan, yes. who's our friend who's been on the podcast. And that. Right. How did you guys meet? Uh, we met in comedy years ago, and uh, I uh, was always attracted to her. I thought, oh, she's really cute, like, mm-hmm. you know? But um, I did not want to date a comic. You've been saying really, that for so long. I, did really, yeah. I really was holding to it. Yeah, uh, I, I talked to Christina you, you and Dan, Yeah, I talked I about talked this. When he started dating Katie, I was like, well, why the fuck does Dan not want to date a comic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally yeah. every time someone really starts saying, I don't want to date a comic, inevitably they will then date, be dating a comic a couple months later. So you, I'm you, just... You think that was true? Yeah. Well, it happens a lot, though. Mm-hmm. I've seen it happen so many times. So, you know, I'm why just working on Justin Silver. Why, did, <laughs> why didn't you want to date a comic? I dated a comic before. And, uh, and and that it, one experience. And it's not that the experience was bad. It's not the experience. I know that because I did it before, uh-huh. I know the pitfalls of it. What, I know what, the snags of it. And such it's like, as? Yeah, it's, what are they? There's good parts of it. There's a whole good side Let's of it. Let's do a pros and cons yeah, right now. The, what are the cons? The cons. Um, there's a weird competitiveness that's there. Um, that's um, not talked about in many cases. Um, there's um, even if you're at different state like I mean there's no le- I mean there. I, I don't know how many levels there are anymore there's there's only different right. categories that's yeah. true there's not but really is levels is it on both sides and the fact that the, the fact that um, somebody can just like just blow up over you you know what I mean like I've been doing it for a long time for sure but somebody can just catch fire and blow up over you mm-hmm. and it's like Okay, their skill set might not be better than yours, yeah. but now they all of these opportunities have opened up for them. Yeah. So, and it's it's one of those things that I'm I'm better equipped to deal with it now because I I'm been in this for a long time. Uh-huh. And uh, not to mention the fact that I live with Soder. I live with Dan Soder. Yeah. So when I moved in with Dan Soder, I had just done a half hour special for Comedy Central. He was a fucking waiter. Mm-hmm. Oh, so okay. now yeah. he I sleep right next to him. He's like my brother, and I love him. And he has a, sh- a show on Showtime. He has a Comedy Central radio show. He has Netflix. Every- everything you could, you know, obviously he wants more and he's and he's a guy who deserves it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, the industry got it right. He fucking deserves it. Yeah. But it's very hard to accept that like as another man going in the same business being sure. like, and we've talked but about it. We've, we openly talked like, about um, it. As fuel though, to because I think competition can be a good thing. It can, because it, it, it should inspire you to be better. Absolutely inspires you. But here's the thing. Um, doors are being shut 
doors are not open to me that I see flying open for him. Yeah. Oh, right, so you know right. what I mean? So it's like, it's yeah. a thing where it's like, well, I, I understand that he has a skill set that's different than mine and he absolutely deserves everything he's getting. Right. But like, why aren't these same doors opening for me? Like right. some of them, at least some of them opening. You oh, know what I mean? In your case, it's not talent because you guys are both extremely talented. So I think it's just like, you know, sometimes someone will just become the darling of comedy or it's like, that's the look they want or that's the age they want or, yeah. and it's, that's and it's it, it is it's 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 annoying but my point is with the relationship mm-hmm. there's a certain amount of ego check mm-hmm. that has to come into it and, and a certain uh i don't know of, of life experience of to be like okay this is happening for this person who i fucking love yeah. and that's good and i'm rooting for them but it's like I just have to stick to the game plan and keep fucking working. But the problem with that is I'm sticking to the game plan and I'm working with no signs uh, that anything is going to open up ever. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like this could this could open up in six months or it could not open up at all. Right. So it's like I just have you have to operate on faith basically and yeah. just and just like I just need to keep doing the right things and stay to the game plan and hope something opens up. Yeah, and, and do you know work also do everything I can, but push and work. But there's no, you know, there's no, there's no guarantee that anything will open up for you. Sure, so. but some, and, but and I get that because sometimes you know, and there are people who the game plan works for a little bit better, and there are, are people who kind of have to find their own own way. I'm definitely someone who's like the game plan doesn't usually work for me. Uh, the industry is not going to ever like open their arms and be like, Corinne, you're our darling. Right. Like, come here's some opportunities for you. So then I just was like, I'm just gonna fucking do what I want to do. Right. So at least if I fail, at least I did what I wanted to That's do great, and yeah. not what I thought I should do. And you could feel proud of it. Yeah. Right. And you, well, you just have fun and you're like, I expressed myself in the way that I wanted to because like, for me, it's like, you know, my mouth is always getting me in trouble. It's also like, you know, if I bit my tongue and then just did, was the feminist that people wanted me to be. It'd be boring as fuck. It would be boring and right. also if I fail being a fake version of me, that's gonna burn a lot more than if I fail being who I actually am. Right. That feels fine because I'm used to people not liking me for who I am, but if they're not liking a character, then wow. Right. <laughs> that's well, you terrible. guys are doing it the right way because you're going right to the people. And, yeah. you know but just I mean? in so, anything, it's yeah. not like apart from this and other parts. I know because I, you know, you get you under like, stand up, you get it, and you know where you're getting respect, where you're not, you know, kinds of opportunities you're you're getting and why you're right. not getting them. You can kind of you can right. Tell. But I'm I'm saying like if you're at a skill level and you're not getting the opportunities, mm-hmm. that hurts. Yeah, it hurts it when because you're, you're you're constantly questioning like, am I doing something wrong? Right? Is it me that's doing something? Do I need to change mm-hmm. what I'm doing in order to? Because you do need to like I didn't want to do a podcast for a long time. Yeah. I didn't want to do a podcast. I'm like I don't, I'm not a verbose guy. I don't want to. I don't want to just keep going on and on about myself. Right. But then I did a podcast. I was like, okay, you don't have to do that. You can figure out a creative way to fill an hour on your own terms. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. so that's an adjustment I had to make in my mind. Mm-hmm. But it's like. Should I make the adjustment of being a prop comic? It's like no, that's no. you're stepping out of who you are there. Okay, well, I mean, so it's like you've been in comedy, you found your voice. I, I would assume you 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 consider yourself to have found your voice, right? right? I'm still developing, but yeah, uh-huh. I found my voice. But it's like it's if the industry goes no, mm-hmm. and then it's I've accepted now. Like okay, well if they say no. I'm not going to change who I am. Mm-hmm. I have to figure right. out another way to do it. Yeah. Or you another know? way to showcase the skills that you know you have. Because I think that's what you, as a performer, it's like, you know, it might not always know what to do, but you know, like, your strengths and where you shine. So it's just about finding a way to showcase that. 
Yeah, I, and you're you ha- right. And all that money you're saving uh, living with a roommate when you don't need to. Right. Yeah. Fucking showcase yourself. Invest yeah. in you. Right. Yeah. Get it. Get it. Get a get a ring light. <laughs> Do some videos. I have one of those things. I know. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's so wait, <laughs> uh, that's actually. I mean, this all this uh, the technology has shifted too over the yeah, years. So when I started, insane. it was sit in the back of a club and fight to get on stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's and like that's not, how you learned how to do comedy. Right. That's how, when you got started to get successful. That's what was the that was the system that was in place. I almost feel bad for people starting now because it's like there's too many options to draw your focus away oh, from yeah, actually absolutely. developing a skill set. Mm-hmm. I um, agree. You know, so so wait, how'd you meet Katie? <laughs> I met Katie at I met her in comedy, and I, I thought, wow, she's really pretty. And I talked to a friend of hers, and I was like, wow, if she's ever is she single? Because I would like to talk to her. You know, I would like to like I was single at the time, and uh, she's and her friend's like, oh, I'll check. You know, and uh, she came back. She's like, nope, dating somebody. Sorry, Obviously dude. not a wait, close I was friend. Say, if they didn't know, yeah, not a close friend at all. You should know if your friend is a boyfriend. Well. I think it was like off and on oh, and she was doing the, off and on with somebody. Yeah. So uh, she's like, I'll ask her. And, and then she came back. She's like, nope, sorry. She's, uh, <laughs> sorry, she's buddy, with somebody. Move along. But not like, sorry. Like yeah. she didn't say, sorry. She's like, she's attracted to you. Just like, nope, sorry. And I'm like, <laughs> shit. All right. Well, I gave it a shot. You yeah, can't always trust the messenger the though because- uh, It could have motives. Yeah, Mike Coscarelli almost kept James and I apart from misinformation. <laughs> Thanks, <Really>? Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So attempt one at- uh, Attempt one failed. And then I was like, oh, okay, well. And then we're, we we operate in different circles yeah. in comedy. So I never, I rarely see her. Right. Yeah. So I think I saw her at the Village Underground one night. She was on a show and I was on a show. I just saw her in passing. And then I did your show with her. It was right before we got together. Oh, I, I did, know. I, I know the show. other side of this. Yes. And she Facebooked me. She's mm-hmm. like, come back. I had to go to another mm-hmm. show. And she's like, come back and hang out. I'm like, okay. You know, I didn't think anything of it because I was like, oh, this girl doesn't like me. She trapped you, Mike. She yeah, like I was going to say, by Corinne's reactions to this, me thinks that Katie wanted that D. I knew. She wanted that D then. I already, yeah, I knew. I knew when she was booking you. That it was a, this was really? a... Wink, that wink. was a dick book. Really? That was a wink, wink book. Oh yeah, girls book people they want to fuck. Mm-hmm. Same like guys book people they want to fuck on wa- their shows. We're gonna wow That's you with our room, uh, with our show at the standing room. <laughs> <laughs> we just fucking sold it out immediately. Yeah, well, so. there's thirty seats, so <laughs> That's true. Thirty two. Stop being we harsh. Did uh, can it. I say something as a side piece, like something about female comics that I didn't? I I realized this is one thing I did realize dating female comics. It's like I have a very like. Uh, the way that I look at things. Yeah. But it's like dating a female comic, it's like when you, when a female comic gets books, when I get books somewhere, I'm like, is the money right? What's the time? Give it to me. Like, what are all these details? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then that's it. It's like yes or no and then whatever. Yeah. yeah. And with a female comic, it's like a thing too where it's like, okay, what's the money? All this other stuff. But it's like, does this guy want to fuck me? Where am I staying? Yeah. Like all these other things that Protective. I did not even think about. Yeah. That that you guys have to constantly think about. Yeah, we can't just hop in a car. Right. We have to like really right. do some deciphering. So, I mean, I, I have done so many, d- done it so many times though, uh, just like getting, because like I, I'm thinking all the times like someone I don't, some strange guy has picked me up alone from a bus stop oh, yeah. or a train station that I've never met. And to me, I just go, oh, he's a comic. So there is kind of this unspoken trust between comics right. around the country. Right. Uh, and I and I still am pretty good about that, but that's also because like I know me, I'll kick you in the fucking face. Right. But I mean, they could have a taser. But you're. The, but then you <laughs> you're could going have deeper into the fight. You're fantasizing. <laughs> I'll kick him they, in the face. He'll taser me. me. You could have a samurai sword in your back. <laughs> 
I so, will spin kick him. Yeah. Then okay. I will do a 30 minutes. <laughs> I will do a hot 30 and then I will double jump kick him. But yeah, for me, like now if I have to stay at, like an Airbnb or something, like my rule is like, okay, I understand that you guys are trying to save money and I don't want to be an asshole, but like I need a room with a door that closes. And oh locks. yeah, that's, that's like what I say. Right. Yeah. But yeah, see, like, we, you don't. You probably don't have to ask for locks on your doors. No, that's another dimension that I I really was ignorant to until yeah. I I dated a female comic. I was like, oh, this is a whole other thing that you're. When that did you, you guys have to think about. go from hanging out at the stand after okay. your show until dating? So so I did the standing room show. When was that? Like what month? Do you remember? Yeah, it was July. Aww. Oh, July 2018. Okay, wow, that was a long time ago. Uh, June mm-hmm. or July. Okay, I did the show, and then I just think I, from my past experience with her, I was always attracted to her, but like, oh, she just doesn't. She doesn't like me. So I went to the, even though she did book me. So I just thought it was a business thing. So then I went to, um, (laughs) I went to another show and then I just went home and then she messaged me. She's like, uh, why don't you come hang out? Where are you? I'm like, "Ah, I'm home. She's like, she's like, um, I thought you were going to come and hang out. I'm like, ah, I forgot. You know, I'm just, oh, I'm, oh. I'm just home. Ooh. I'm home. Oh, if I was Katie, hang- I'd be like, oh, that okay. hurts. That hurts me, Mike. Yeah. Man, no, no one's being honest with anybody. Because I, I was told no before. So I was like, isn't no me no? Is that your thing? Isn't no me no? Is that your thing? She asked, yeah, yeah. No, it is in, I don't want to fuck, so right. don't fuck me. But also, if she's asking you to hang out, she's not doing, if girls ask a guy to hang out, right. we, we are at least a little attracted. Why would we waste our goddamn time hanging uh, out with a guy for fun? I did not. I, and, see, I, and that takes us back to everything I've ever told you anytime any guy has invited and you. And after years and years of making mistakes, <laughs> I now understand that to be true. <laughs> we so. call that the Todd Barry here on this yeah, show. Yeah, the, I pulled a real Todd Barry with, with Todd Barry. <laughs> anyway, I, I, did not you, pick up on, I did not pick up on her signals, so I went. I went home and she's like, she said something funny though. She's like, good luck you and Dan sucking each other off. She had something like that. <laughs> nice. I'm like, okay, nice one, maybe. Katie. And That's she's never girl. been like, she's never Wait, said anything like that. you guys never like, like that? made out, right? You and Dan. Me and Dan? You never no. even come close. Like not no. even naked in the same room? No. Okay. Just naked in the trip. same room now. Yeah, okay. Even if we, the, there was a tight shower window, yeah. like where we both had to get showers, it yeah. still hasn't happened. Okay. Just, but, um, <laughs> but uh, okay, so. Uh, I, that just okay. I figure no. I don't even think twice about that even. So then wow, I really? go to Montreal. I mm. go to Montreal and uh, I'm hanging. I see her at Montreal. I'm like this past hey, summer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Hey Katie, how are you? Blah blah blah. And then I'm talking. This is how dumb. This is how much it had to be. I had to be hit over the head with oh, it. Gosh. Um, Rosebud Baker. Rosebud Baker was like, uh, Katie Hannigan wants <laughs> to fuck you. I'm yeah. like, shut up, really? No. <laughs> and, uh, and she's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, get out, really? He's like, she's like, yeah, you should make a move. So I'm like, okay, well now with this new info, armed with this new information, yeah. I will. And uh, we were both drinking, and uh, she probably has a different version of this, but we were drinking. So I was like, were you I at was the like, part like the Hyatt party? Yeah, yeah the okay. Hyatt party. So I'm like trying to talk to her, and I'm like subtly like grab, touching her hand, not grabbing. Touching her hand. I was totally like touching her hand. Good thing, because the rape police were going to come out of my loft and arrest you. So I, at the end of the night, we're like walking, we're like, everybody's just, it's like 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hey, do you want to come back to my room? And she's like, what? She's like, yeah, I think we should take a shower together. I think we should really. Katie said what? that. No, I said that. Oh, you I said, said that, that to her. I said, come back. We come should back take to the a room. shower Let's together. Take a shower together. Let's just get fucking. What? Yeah, I said. Uh, no, this is wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep I said, going. I said that because 
because uh and she's like both covered in dirt yeah she's (laughs) like what i'm like yeah 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 i'm like okay let me backtrack because i am drunk and uh i understand how this is coming off in this climate (laughs) i'm being aggressive i'm being aggressive but i and if you want me to stop i'll absolutely stop and things can go back to fucking the way that they were friendship wise wow. but i like Jeez. i i like you and i'm i'm trying to let you know that i'm i want to fuck you i don't want to just be like friendly cuz she puts up this thing where it's like uh, she's just very we could just be we could just be friends like it's hard to break it's hard to break out of that friend zone with her mm-hmm. because she's very like in her lane and then if you're um operating on society's rules you're in your lane but then if you're if she, she's in her lane and you're in your lane and you're trying to cross over nothing happens want, yeah. so yeah. i i felt like in my head it's like oh, i have to make some kind of an aggressive statement i want to be in the fuck lane i want to crash my car into her right. into the fuck lane yeah. right into the fuck lane like yeah. i have to let her know i'm trying to fuck you yeah and and i did and then i was like okay now whatever happens now if, if she says no i have to just i'll take the loss right but you you letting her know you wanted to fuck her was take a shower together that was what you said yeah that was okay yeah okay. i mean i've never I mean, had a friend not, say that so yeah. right yeah, i was trying to be true. like because it was in my mind i was going this is too proper like if i just keep going down this yeah. path nothing is gonna happen right. she'll just stay proper and i'll stay proper right so i that's good that's i like that I though you gotta, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta make a move right Mike. make a move but the problem is when you make a move you're in my opinion like yeah. you're risking yourself so if they shoot you down it's, then you have to take the loss and yeah. a lot of guys are not good at taking the loss. That's, well, that's mo- mostly the problem. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so I get it's real like, pissed. yeah. So it's like I understand this, yeah. and and she's like, and then I was like, look, if any of this is, I did say this. I'm like, if any of this is uncomfortable for you, or this is weird, or you're not interested in me, oh all you God, have to my, do is say it. That's a lot of uh, that. Is, that's a lot up front. Was she like, okay, like at four thirty in the morning? Yeah, yeah she in was Canada. like, look, why don't you just take my number? That's what she said. Yeah, she didn't come up to your room. No, she did not. That's the right move. I mean, you don't yeah. want your first sexual interaction to be 4.30 drunk in I Canada. Right. Man, I was trying to fuck so hard at, at JFL and nothing. Good for you. I mean, did you guys have sex? <laughs> really? Yeah, I was trying to fuck everybody and no one wanted to fuck me. And I was very annoyed. Um, not maybe everybody. The, uh, but, I think, no, I think maybe. And I, I was crashing into the fuck lane too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was crashing hard. And everyone was like, we're just going to keep going. It's interesting though, because I feel like when women try to crash hard into the fuck lane, sometimes people are like, well, there must be something wrong with her. I'm horny. Yeah. The end. Yeah, I know. I know. It's it's weird when you come off. Like, it's it's just a thing. I don't know why. No, but is. I think if you pull somebody aside, I can't imagine this going anywhere but good. Uh, you pull somebody aside like, look, I'm horny. Um, I'm clean. I'm, I'm good. You're clean. You're good. Let's just go like really fucking... Get I didn't it out get of our the, systems. Really yeah. enjoy ourselves. I'm a fan really of saying that. I think that is like that's so. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's so freeing. Yeah, the person's like, "Amen. This is fucking. This is the best thing ever." Yeah, yeah. You know no one I mean? said that. Back. So I can't imagine yeah. anybody like going, "Nah." Unless they're in like a, some kind of a relationship well, or commitment or something, right? Right. I w- it, I wasn't like I I didn't get to the step where I could say that right. yet. You know. So what, I mean? what were you, so what were you doing? Uh, well, I was texting Will. Uh, <laughs> whatever, Will. Um, and I was who else was I trying to fuck? So many people. But you were just were you t- you these were all texting things or were you doing in person well, stuff? And then in person stuff. And then uh, well, like what were you doing in person? Like talking. <laughs> See, that was my problem. Yeah. So I was like, what? Yeah, but were you? Because I, I, how hard were you crushing the fuck lane? How how hard were you crossing I, I, I over? Wasn't, well, I wanted them to crash into me, right, right, right. So I was making mm, my fuck lane op- wide open right. for them to crash into it. You know what I'm saying? Like I do. I know I, I'm like 
I always advocate women should totally hit on men all the time. I right. agree. But when it comes to sealing the deal, I want the guy to say, let's take it, whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, hey, yeah. you want to go to my room? Yeah. Yes, I do. Let's go. Like, I want the guy to say that. Because you're the feminine energy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I, want I mean, that. there could be a thing where it's like, I was, had to be, because that first no resonated with me, I had to be hit over the head with another girl going, hey, dude, mm, she wants yeah. to fuck you. To right. be like, oh, that's, oh, yeah. this might be a thing. That's, ha- yeah. that's, you know that's I mean? happened with guys like several times. It is like the first, like if they think, or, and it seems to me like you also probably misinterpreted that because you're taking it through a messenger. Yes. yes. And like you can't trust friend messengers uh, of, either, <clears throat> uh, of either sex, really. Because even if she was seeing somebody the very first time you inquired, she could have still thought you were fucking hot and right. then you had no way of knowing that. But the messenger didn't say didn't say like dude she is attracted to you but she's in a really yeah, yeah you're right you're you know, right it's like well she wants it yeah, but yeah, she yeah. can't like you're ugh. right you're right because you're not an, an ugly person you're yeah. an attractive guy so right. like that no one's gonna be like ugh mike vecchio oh, gross no one's ever said that no no one said gross but then uh it's n- sometimes like i'm not everybody's type i'm a certain yeah. type a guy yeah so and Who's i think there's everyone well, no but you, i think there are some type of guys that every girl's fawn every guy every girl fawns over and uh sometimes. i have a They're unique like thing so if you're into like thick italian. like italian guys Ask, getting asked questions yeah, after you throw yeah. clothes on the floor <laughs> if that's what you're doing <laughs> yeah. if you're into thick italian guys then you're going to be into me but if yeah. you're into tall swedish guys or if you do these like guys who ski and smoke weed and are like i don't ski care about much it's like yeah i'm the wrong guy right and on all in all but ways you and katie you know? i surprised me when you guys start i didn't know like i, I think you were the one who started, I, I forget who told me but i was like oh really Oh, that's kind of cute. Like, I Sound never would have perfect thought. perfect to yeah. me. It, it's very cute. You guys are very cute. Your but work I, ethic, the way you are on stage, I like everything about it. Right. I'm yeah. into it. So when did you... When did so when then Montreal, and then the next the next morning we were at breakfast. I saw her at breakfast. And I did walk up to her. I'm like, hey. shower? <laughs> I did say, I was like, hey, Katie, how are you? Are things weird? No, are things weird. Aww. And she was like, I kind of shot. And she was like, no, it's not. It's like, and she like, and, and then it was, and that was fine. And then I was like, Either way it goes. I mean, we could just we could just uh, be friends, and I, yeah. I'm fine. I'll take. I understand. Like, I'm good at taking the loss. Like, if it's like, I wish I, more guys. I, you know what I mean? I wanted girls, to fuck man. you, and you were like, "No, I'm not into this." I'll be like, "All right, cool. We could just yeah." Still be but at that time, were you thinking of it as more than just having sex? Like, did you have, think of a relationship in your? No, head? I didn't. That's what. That's the the, the, Ooh, the thing was. It was I like, like that. Oh, what she wants to that? fuck. I'm like, yeah, let's let's because I still was on a thing it's like I'm not gonna date a comic <sighs> mm-hmm. yeah. so, and then um, so how did this change so when we, we went on a date and we met up for a drink and then she had a couple drinks and we talked <laughs> more and more and then she's like do you wanna walk me home I was like yeah I'll walk you home because I still didn't think anything was gonna happen and then she's like do you wanna come up I'm like you're inviting me up she's like yeah come up if you want to come up, but she's like, if you, so don't, old if, you, school, if you don't like, want to come up, then, then don't come then up. Don't, don't worry about it. But I've had a couple of drinks. And I'm like, I like you come up. I'm like, cool. And then and you I, did it. Yeah. Was it everything you thought it'd be more? Uh, the, it's, <laughs> it's the, the initial, the first time anybody the, the fucks. Time, yeah. But the initial chemistry, I knew the initial chemistry yeah. was good. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. And, um, there's a thing too. It's like bodies, you know what I mean? I, for women, it's the same thing. It's like, are you attracted to the person's body? Are you attracted yeah. to them? Like her personality, I was attracted to, but then her body, I was like, yeah, I'm way in. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's in. a baby. You, you had to see it naked. Is that what you're saying? See it well, and, and and experience, you know, experience, experience the whole it. thing and experience be like, experience the body and, and be like, oh yeah, yeah, like eating is, her out. Is that what you mean? I asked, like, that's a funny thing because at first she's probably gonna kill me, but uh, the first experience I was like, 
do you want me to eat your pussy? Wait, you asked him? Yeah, me? I said, do you want me to? <laughs> Just and do it, was man. like, yeah. My no God. shit, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, actually, a lot of people don't like it. Yeah. It's well, like, I don't know if it's, it's like really? too intimate you, for a first time. Did yeah. you just come from the gym? Like, I don't know what's going on. That's oh, not a problem oh. for me, but it's like she, they might be sensitive. Right, about, right, 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 you know. right, right, right. I so, mean, a girl. Just a heads up: a girl wouldn't have invited you up if, if she, she just, just came, came from, from the, the gym. gym. Oh, yeah. Or if the, if, okay. if the pussy situation wasn't uh, ripe for eating. Right. Yeah, you're not. The clothes are going to stay on. Going right. into it, most women know. Like before they sat down for drinks, she knew that if unless you fucked anything up, she would have sex with you yeah she already knew that hmm <laughs> yeah i mean, I, mean I, I, I really am bad at thinking uh things from the other perspective all i can i, I operate on the signals that i'm given yeah and i'm not even mm-hmm. good at recognizing them in a lot of in a lot of cases but in my defense like when it was shut down the first time like the messengers like shut it down the first time mm-hmm. i was like okay this is not a possibility anymore yeah i still right. think she's attractive and cute and who knows what she thinks of me but i i don't think this is a thing anymore and then i just kind of put it out of my mind yeah but so. then how did it go from dating? Like what made, it's funny. I had a conversation with Mike. Uh, this is back when I was still with, uh, or I was on and off with Dan. I, I forget when, what the timeline was. But I was like, when him and Katie started dating, I knew he never wanted to date a comic. And Dan said the same thing. And I was, I was with Dan, or I was with Mike one night. I was like, you know, I just think the hard thing I have to face is that Katie surpassed that criteria for you. And I did it for Dan. And Mike's like, yeah, Christina. And I was like, I'm going to go. <laughs> I thought that was, I think back in that conversation a lot. But what was it about? Like people make, people create rules for themselves. And then all, so many times people break them. So what about that? I was just like, this is, and I think I told you that, that, that night, I'm like, I have to take this. I can't live my life not taking opportunities based on fear. Yeah. So it's like, I have to, I have to try. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's worth it enough for me to try. Oh, how beautiful. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Ugh, you guys are so cute. Well, <laughs> how long have you been dating? Story. Since my, uh, I went to Montreal, August maybe? August. Yeah, but First it's been it like was June, steps. Ju- uh, oh, that was our show. Okay, June, July, then yeah. August. Okay, August. So basically August, I would say. Oh. Yeah, and but there's a lot of benefits to dating a comic that I didn't realize. Too. Right? She has spots. She's like, can't do this, can't do that. Yeah, I'm like, and you guys I'm like, oh, I'm good. I get it. You yeah. Know? And then my stuff, it's like, yeah. She was gone on my birthday. She was out of town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, it's good. But yeah. if, if I would have been a comic, if I would have been a comic and I, my girlfriend would have been out of town on my birthday. You would have been offended. Hurt. Yeah, I would have been. I would have yeah. hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's a, the other thing I feel like, yeah, at least comics, at least they, some somebody in the arts field because then that, miss, that understanding, you just can't. Right. You can't find. Yeah. yeah, you're both busy enough. Anytime I see comics who don't who have uh, significant others who aren't comics just following them around to spots, I'm like, this is a nightmare for the comic, and it's mm-hmm. a nightmare for the person. I like, don't know about that because I dated a I before mm. before Katie. I dated a, a girl who was a fan. She was a comedy fan. Yeah, well, that's so she, she came fan, around and she was like different. in her glory. She's, she loved comedy. Well, yeah, and she loved me. Very and, few uh, people are dating comedy fans. Like right. they'll forcibly become them. Right. Uh, or like. It's, or sometimes they like they like it and it's fun in the beginning and then they when you realize oh this is what this person is going to do like for the rest of their right, lives right, right. like this is less fun because it's a novelty in the beginning and it's like show business and you're meeting people and you're drinking and it's the scene of the nightlife and then you're like oh I like I don't feel good I have to get like I have a job in the morning that I have to get up for right it's, that's absolutely right and also just to me like when someone follow, I don't mind every now and again someone following me around to spots like I've had friends do it who are interested in comedy but I mean I have to it has to. I have to be doing shows that I feel comfortable about. That I don't have to overly prepare for. 
you know, because it's distracting yeah. to make sure that someone is comfortable and whatever. When I'm trying yeah, to babysitting. work on it, like a joke, right? Yeah. I'm like, sorry, I can't talk to you now. I have to, I have to fix this. I think of another word to right, fix right. this with right. a hard D at the end. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So um, That's true. we have to wrap up soon, but I wanted to quickly ask you about road being on the road and having sex. You had mentioned to me that the best, the sex. best sex, best on sex the on the road. Uh, I'm bad. I was a bad. Uh, Boy, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought I was gonna say. You're too. a bad boy, Mike. Mike, are you a bad boy? Um, <laughs> Sorry, Katie. Yeah, <laughs> you bad boy, Mike. <laughs> I just want to do that for ten minutes and then stop. The best, um, the best road sex was. Uh, this is a. I was at a club, and this girl had come. She'd come the night before and Ooh, saw me. Oh yeah. And she came back the next night. Got it. That's Got that pussy in the bag. Dan Burn. Yep. She came back the next <laughs> night and she was like, hey, I was at your show last night and I thought you were really good. Um, but I have to leave because I have to go meet my boyfriend. But <laughs> I brought my friend to see you. So can you just look out for her? Take care of her. She's, gonna, she's here alone. Can you just... <laughs> Could you just fuck my friend's you, pussy? Basically? basically. Yeah. So she fucking brought her friend. Her friend sat there. I got her, her seat hot? in the back. I got her drink. Cute. Very yeah. cute. And uh, got her drink. Did did the shows. We had drinks afterwards. And then we slept together that night. And it was, it, it was pretty crazy. So what about it was, it was crazy. crazy? She was a um, squirter. Okay. Okay. So I had never... Trying to think if I had ever been with a squirter before that. She squirt from hand or dick? Like your dick in her, or did you have to finger her? No, dick. Dick, okay. And I wasn't kind of expecting it. Like it was like uh, she didn't tell me beforehand. Oh, so okay. we started in, and it was really good. And then she told me as it was going to happen. Oh, and so, what were your thoughts? Like, oh boy, I've always wanted to see this in real life. Um, I have a joke about it where it's like, uh, I haven't used it in a while, but it's like going to a theme park going to an amusement park and then halfway through finding out it's also a water park. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> fun. Yeah. So it was like, it was pretty, it was just, it was pretty nuts. And the fact that the way that it occurred was pretty crazy. How? And then that on top of it. Oh, and like it was, the situation? Yeah, of, the, the way yeah. the situation happened. Hey, can't watch and my friend. then that on top of it, the squirting thing. And then it, and it was a lot. It was, How much? I mean, it like, was... I mean, like this cup. Like the yes. sheets were ruined. The sheets were ruined. Wow. Like the bed was soaked. And through. she didn't give you a heads up on that Whoa. sooner than right before she was about to do it. Right before she was about to do Damn. it. Damn, yeah. that's so, kind of hotter. Yeah, I, I kind of did like that. And now, yeah. how, how long into fucking did she squirt? It was pretty. It was pretty quickly. Wow, yeah. good for her. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that, and then the next day, and then I was almost. It was one of those things where we had to like strip the sheets yeah for the maid like for the maid yeah. to come in because yeah. it was it was pretty crazy it was just too rude for to leave for it was someone pretty else. rude too rude it yeah. was pretty rude but uh yeah. i had just gone i'd gone through a breakup and i was in pain emotional oh, pain yeah. and then i was like oh this is a gift from god it's a nice yeah. little treat yeah. that's so weird though because it's like d d like the friend just knew like what type her friend would like or i do like, not it was the weirdest the way it was delivered yeah, like, it was yeah. like i came to your show worked. i thought you were great but i have to go meet my boyfriend here is my friend can you just take care of her real weird so i think she meant i want to fuck you i can't right. my, i really love my friend and i want her to fuck you right and i want her to tell me about it yeah. probably she okay. did on the I, she called her the next day while i was in the room while we were about to we were about to do it again she got on the phone and described it 
while you were there. Friend. Okay, yeah, this, while I was there, they have a, a weird friendship. Yeah, they have a weird friendship. They've definitely had some kind of Absolutely sexual relations yeah. with they, one another. They certainly fuck. Wow, how wow. kinky! Wow, how so kinky! Pretty, what a fun pretty, little deal they have. That, was, that friend has probably fucked that girl and her boyfriend together, but the yeah. boyfriend probably has to be present if that girlfriend wants to fuck. Yeah. That's why she couldn't fuck you. Nailed I didn't think about it like that. I just thought it was like pretty crazy. And it is crazy. And, and Can you great. imagine? Like, there's just no in no scenario does like a hot dude come to see our show one night then like, the next day come back take like, care of my friend I gotta go hang out with my girlfriend but yo I brought this fucking hot dude for dude you that fuck. would be my dream and if they did I would 100% think he was gonna murder me so oh I would yeah like, I mean I, I don't know if, I don't know who would have the balls to do that like, I would, I'm, there's guys out there is like here I'd like you to meet my friend who owns a hockey team here you go <laughs> yeah 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 on the road there's like just no chance of me bringing someone to my hotel room like I mean unless it's like a comedy festival where it's someone I know oh right. yeah that's why yeah I literally I literally asked Justin yesterday no like I need to do more comedy festivals <laughs> no, yeah I was like there's fucking no way no way I, I don't know there was a hot guy in Denver when we did comedy works at one time there was, that guy was fucking smoking and I was like he's last in line he's kind of lingering I think he wants to fuck oh I mean yeah I just I wouldn't fuck then, anyone who came to our show I just not left. for me he didn't even like give me any signs because uh, I I don't like that power dynamic I don't like you know you guys will will you guys fuck comics uh, that's what pretty Hello. much all I do yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't, yeah. I haven't, Dan, Dan's the only comedian I've ever, I've right. fucked actually. But do you no, guys no, not see not the, do you guys not see what I'm saying in terms of the pitfalls of it? Oh, I absolutely see I the pitfalls. I don't, because even though like the thing with Dan didn't work out, like I don't care when I see him, I'm not like, I'm, I'm happy to see, I don't care. I think it's cool because we had such a good time together right. because he's so funny yeah. and like I value humor yeah. and it's hard to get a regular to be that funny, mm. you know? That, that's something I didn't think about. Yeah, that yeah. Is, that is an issue, but I mean, I do know, like, I mean, there's very, there's few people who are, but like, my best friend Tommy is definitely like f- comic comic enough, funny, like in yeah. real life. Like, there's right. I, I know a couple people. My friend Manny, funny enough. Like, there's people who I know who are funny enough, and and girls too. But I just, you know, that's um, I'm not fucking girls, but no. Um. Uh. Yeah. So I don't know. For me, it's more like uh, it's hard for a guy to understand a, a woman having a weird schedule like this. Absolutely. So a comic is just going to know better, yeah. and yeah. also the for me it's like being able to say like really hard things um, about myself and others, and have that person understand that right, I right. actually don't hate myself. It's a joke, right. because everyone else like I tried it on other dates, and they were like, "Don't say bad things about yourself," or like yeah, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, up. please," yeah. you know, or it's you know when you try to you know take a selfie in front of Columbine High School, like they don't think that's funny. That's right. hilarious. It's and, and I'm sure people right now are horrified, but like that's why we can't date because <laughs> yeah. you don't understand right, right. that why like right. it's the darkest remember when we went to John Benet Ramsey's house in the snow yeah we went we, we pulled up outside Jean Benet Ramsey's house yeah in beautiful, Colorado beautiful snowfall yeah. you know it's just like it's and then not, I found out she looked like my friend I forgot about yeah. that she looked oh, like the fucking yeah. yeah anyway and it's not like we love child murder no. right. we just it's no, just like comics. yeah it's just the dark shit yeah, right. yeah I'm obsessed with dark shit yeah. yeah where can we find you online You your podcast where where um, can we consume more Mike can I first of all say that you're I've done both of your shows individually and your fans were fucking great to me. Thank they you. were very, very sweet to me. We have really good. They I gotta very say, good. Very and proud I, of I gotta say before I went on, I thought I was going to bomb both times That's and so uh, the fucking, they were really, really good to me. So good. Good. Um, I'm very proud of our listeners. Um, at comic Mike V on all social media platforms. <laughs> 
at comic Mike V. My last name is long in Italian, so uh, MikeVecchione.com is my website. And I also have an album out called The oh, Worst Kind of Thoughtful. It's I available on iTunes, yes, so I um, it's uh, a long album because I was like, I'm just going to put everything I have It's down. so good. I Thank actually listen to it a lot. Thank I listen you. to it a couple times. It's like a good, it's like a good record. Like right. You can just listen to it over and over. It's really funny. Thank you. So please buy that and uh, please uh, follow me on social media. I need all the help that I could get. And this is... Uh, Thank you guys so much for having me on. Yeah, I really appreciate course. it. it was great. Thank you for doing this. And um, I do not come quickly, by the way. I just want to clarify that. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I was young, when I was young, when I was a teenager, I come so quickly. Currently. Was, currently, I do not come quickly. Now he doesn't come quickly. at all, but that's okay. His dick gets hard and that's all that matters. Now I need to be strangled and crying in order for it to happen. So. I love it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Guys We Fuck the Anti Slut Shaming Podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Feel a little lost right now. I feel a little lost right now I feel like I've been going nowhere For a little